Small businesses are crucial to our economy, but often overlooked as investment opportunities. Mainvest wants to change that. Discover how you can invest with impact and receive quarterly returns. Get $20 toward your first investment when you sign up at mainvest.com slash podcast. Mainvest is a licensed funding portal that offers investments under regulation crowdfunding and not a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Mainvest does not provide any investment legal, tax, or accounting advice. All of the investment opportunities on Mainvest contain risk. Investors should not invest more than they can afford to lose. Can the Virginia Lottery have your number? In the Lottery's new game, Cash Pop, you play one of 15 numbers. You can play up to five times a day. You can win up to $2,500. Cash Pop from the Virginia Lottery. Play the one that speaks to you. Drive to your closest retailer. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Well, hello, friends. All right, let's do it. Today's guest is a really special guest, a good friend of mine, really good guy. His name is Mike Armstrong. That's right. Mike Armstrong is on the podcast show today. That's right. We're going to talk about Teslas, you know, the pros and cons of getting one, what it's like on the autopilot and driving and things like that. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have a great conversation and I want you guys to join in and listen. You're going to learn a lot of cool things about Teslas. And he's also uh, a spiritual, you know, crystal healer, uh, just to name a few, and also a techie. This is going to be a really great conversation if you want to learn about Teslas. You want to hear a lot of things about spirituality and growth and just some really cool stuff. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend and subscribe to our YouTube channel too as well. Don't forget, guys, we have a YouTube channel. Right now, I'm aboard, um, just traveling in Turkey and things like that. Um, I hope to you know, make sure I can get uh, next week's episode out. If not, I might have to postpone one week. Uh, we'll see. Um, but guys, I love you, and uh, keep on loving us and showing us some love because it allows me to bring you amazing content and better people on the show every time. Yes, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. The Kids in the Room Podcast. The Kids in the Room Podcast. That's right. That's right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey guys, welcome to the Kids in the Room podcast. Today we've got my friend, my amigo, my fucking Armstrong, Mike Armstrong, who is the fucking Tesla enthusiast. He's the magical man. He's the man with the mystery, with a cool ass background. And we're going to talk about Teslas. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about fucking stones, spiritualism, all kinds of shit. And it's going to be a great conversation, and in tech too, maybe. We're going to get into it. Mike, what's going on? Yes, it's great to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'm excited to, to talk about the future with you. Uh, so many fun things going on right now. Likewise, likewise. Definitely a lot of fun shit going around in the world, and uh, it's good, mm. to, good to talk about it. So, man, Teslas, 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 Teslas. Let's do, it. Let's do Teslas. Let's talk about that. Deep dive. So Let's go in. You just got your Tesla. What do you think? What do you yes. think? Yeah, I got it last September. I have driven uh, twelve about six or seven 12-hour road trips, 12-hour road trips on autopilot. Uh, I would say when I'm on, because I'm living in Oregon right now. My parents are in LA. I wanted to visit them during the pandemic, couldn't fly, so I drove. And it's about a 12-hour drive, and the Tesla itself drove 11 of the 12 hours on its own. And it literally feels like it's not a car. Every other car is just like a car. It just looks like a car. <laughs> yeah, you know, look from the out, everything. It's got the wheels. It's got the seats. But when you're in it, it's not. It's it's the technology is so different. It's like comparing like a smartphone to a rock, right? With like a with like a lighter attached to the back of it. That's fucking interesting. So like, 
some some good questions out there, and I also want to keep in mind to those who are listening who don't drive a Tesla, who kind of want to know what are the what are the secrets about it. What was it like? Did you buy yours? Did you buy yours brand new, or did you, you know, or yeah? How did so you do it? I got the Model Y. Uh, Model Y came out last year. I think it came out in March last year. I got it in September. Model Y is essentially the Model Three, but it's bigger. Uh, it's like a lower priced version of the Model X. The Model X is the one that with the Falcon wings that go up on the sides, all cool, cool style, you know, rap videos. <laughs> uh, I wanted the Model Y because it was a little bigger, a little more bubbly so that I could camp in it. it the back of it, literally, the seats go down. You can literally put a, a twin mattress back there. Uh, so I've got this, this like six inch memory foam mattress. Ooh, it's so nice for, it's like luxury camping. Sick. Uh, yeah, there's so much that's camping mode. Like you press the camping mode button while you're while you're sleeping and it keeps the cabin at a nice like 70 degree temperature. Shut up. You're lying mm-hmm. all night. Get out of here. Stop. Yeah, I, the, I, I, serious. I went camping. I went camping with some friends. Pismo Beach uh, woke up the next day. My friends were like, dude, it was so cold last night. I could hardly sleep. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. Not fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> You snooze, you lose. You got a fucking Tesla. It's a, yeah, it's a trip. That's it's a trip. So like, yeah. So you're, you're sitting. So you you got the why. Like, walk me through that experience of purchasing your Tesla, and then the the, the uh, you know, the whole picking up and everything. Walk walk us through that that, that whole experience. Yeah, dude. It's it's kind of like, have you bought anything on Amazon? I mean, of course. I'm an Amazon whore. i love amazon the convenience is remarkable people were just to just to get off the subject a little bit people were i was posting about all the amazon packages arriving and people were like how can you support amazon they're making small businesses go out of business hush and i'm like you don't know how amazon works it literally is small businesses i had a friend during the pandemic who was uploading all his stuff to amazon and amazon literally saved his business during the pandemic so Wow. People like to complain. But anyways, if you have bought something on Amazon, it, it feels like it's like that. You just, you go on, you press buy and that's it. There's no car dealership. There's no, you know, you don't haggle with anyone. There's no like all that weird stuff with, with cars and like buying a car. It's all just out the window. Right. All the you hustle. just go on and buy it. You just mm-hmm. buy it. You, you choose what you want. You customize it. Like what? Like and then, what, what, do you, what do you get to choose? Like, for example, like how did you choose? Like, yours? for example, the Model Y, there's two versions of it. One is the long range and one is the sports edition. And what does that uh, look so, like? So, yeah. So, like, the long range goes, I think, like 320 miles, uh, some, somewhere around there. The sporty one, a little bit less miles, but it goes to zero, zero to 60 in like a second less, you know, and it's that, that's a whole other story. The, the acceleration on it, on it when I got it, oh my gosh crazy it's insane it's so crazy everyone sees it you see those like videos online of people you know driving their teslas and like oh it's crazy but the feeling is just remarkable like if you're ever at a stoplight Mm -hmm. and you need to you you need to like get a couple lanes over Mm -hmm. you know 100 percent that you you're getting that lane because all like this the model y is as fast as the latest porsche that came out shut up so it's like, yeah, right. So it's like, so you're there, there's a lot of power under the hood. Isn't like a the Porsche designer, um, the guy who uh, is designer for the, the new Teslas, or might be, might be. I yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. who's designing that. Uh, they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful cars, absolutely beautiful. So I bought it. Uh, you put down um, 
like a payment on it. I think it's like a hundred bucks just to reserve it. And then you put your down payment on, they suggest like four grand, but once you get into like that aspect of it, it's like a slider. You can literally put like whatever you want on it and it just switches around your monthly payments. Like everything customizable to what you want, like how you just, how you want to pay for it. So I, I slid it around and, and found what I, what I dug and, that was it. Bought it. And then uh, it said it was going to take like a m- month and a half to arrive. And it ended up taking like only like three weeks. What? And just, yeah, one day they're like, oh, by the way, your car's coming today. I was like, no way. That's amazing. All but right. quick question. I, I want to ask one question before you move forward there because you mentioned some cool shit. But when you were, when you were um, choosing your options, what options did you uh, research that you felt compelled to get? I wanted long range. I wanted to be able to go as far as I could on a single charge. Um, Why? And because I want to travel in this car. The fact it can have a mattress, they have these curtains that you can put in it. So it's like, it's like a pod, like a sleeping pod. Uh, if you go to RV lots, you can plug in there. The superchargers are everywhere. Like I wanted to be able to camp in it. And I wanted to feel comfortable and uh, I just wanted, I have had moments where I missed a supercharger stop on the freeway and I'm like, uh oh, you know, I got to find like, is the next one coming up? Like one's plugged it in and I was going to arrive with like 2% battery. I was like, all right. Yeah. So it's like, that's when like the long range comes in handy, just that extra, extra little bit. So yeah, I wanted the long range and, you know, gray. I wanted the white interior. I think it's just super sexy. Why white interior? Do you uh, think like is it, have you had problems of that like getting dirty and shit like that? Not too much, not too much. Um, I don't know what they put on the seats, but if you use like a little, just like a baby wipe, it's like the Tesla forms. I'm like, what do you use to clean it? You know, if the spot, just baby wipe. I had a spot on it, and I grabbed a baby wipe. I rubbed it. It like wasn't coming off. I'm like, are you sure? So I, I just like for like ten seconds, I'm just rubbing with a baby wipe in it. Sure enough, it just come, it just came off. Hmm. So yeah, if I if I had like kids, I probably wouldn't have uh, the white. Unless I wanted it to be like a whole crayon kind of art piece, but <laughs> that could be kind of cool too. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be too, right? Yeah, I just love I love the white. I think it's it's really it's fun. I get inside; it feels like a spaceship. It feels like I'm in a spaceship. All right, spaceship. Shit, fucking ET phone home. Right on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so tell me more about that whole purchasing experience. You got the you chose the white seats. Carry on. Got the white seats. Yeah, it showed up. Um, some guy, some guy delivered it a truck. Um, this was like in the, in the height of the pandemic, you know, it's like 2020 and, uh, it's touchless. So normally they go in and show you like, Oh, here's how to, here's how to do the, here's how to, you know, do everything. Right. Uh, I didn't get any of that. They did send, they send you an email before it arrives. It has a bunch of videos and you watch the videos on how to start the car and all of that. But you know, I, I watched all that like a week before. So I get in the car, the guy just takes off. He's just a, he just drives it. You know, he's, he's not there for anything else. He takes off and I'm like, all right, how do we do this? You know, <laughs> how do I go? Like, wasn't hundred percent familiar with exactly how to operate this, this vehicle. Right. Uh, the previous car that I owned was a 2007 Honda Accord. Wow. So a bit different. A lot and different. A lot different, yeah. You got a lady's car. The cool now. thing, <laughs> everything is done for you. Everything you could have the windows open, the the music on. You could have like the air blasting, uh, and if you leave the car, it can sense via Bluetooth 
that you're because the phone is the the phone is the key. Mm-hmm. It can sense that it leaves, and once you've stepped like twenty feet away, closes the windows, turns the air off, turns the music off, and just kind of gets it ready for you next time. Crazy shit. So, like, do, do you do you feel like when you're inside that you're missing? Like the essentials, man, like the speedometer and shit in front of you. Do you ever, did you, like, how long did it take for you to get accustomed to that? Or was there a, a point where you were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, I, honestly, uh, it took like 10 seconds. Wow. 10 seconds. Because every, it has the speedometer, it has a, a giant screen that has everything you'll ever need on it. And it was there. Apart from the screen, there's nothing on the dashboard. There's no speedometer. There's no you, – you don't even see the air vents because it's, like, built into the design of the, like, cracks of the – like, yeah. Of the front dash, yeah. And it's like it's, it looks it. – it just, like, looks so nice, you know, that it just feels nice. Everything's there. And they've been updating it. So the user interface was updated. Last Christmas, they released a new update that let your car fart. Like, it literally – like – they added an option that if you press a certain button, there's a speaker on the outside that just like, you know? And so I, I took my, I took my <laughs> nephew out, I took my nephew out. I'm like, let's go to the supercharger. And we're just pressing that button as people walk by and he's cracking. Oh up. my God. I would have just stood in a park and wait to fucking people walk by that bend over to tie their shoes, especially like <laughs> some women or some dude and just like, as soon as they bend over to, oh shit, I got time. I shoot. Then you push the bomb. Everybody's yeah. like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Fucking record it, it on YouTube <laughs> or TikTok. Right? Yeah. That's some content. Content. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, and in that update, they updated the user interface to make uh, everything a little bit more simplistic, like the speedometer and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's amazing how the car updates. Like at, at one point overnight, it's going to update and be like, all right, well, now, now it's full self driving. And you just press a address and it drives itself. Wait, back up. Destination. Back up. So like I opted, one of the options I got was uh, the, the self-driving. Oh, so the, the, the self-driving, right? It, it, yeah. It's like 10 grand. Right. Um, totally, totally worth the upgrade uh, because that's like, that's a part of Tesla. It has all the cameras. It, like that is the magic of the Tesla. It's already doing it. Apart from, apart from the futuristic UFO that it feels like you're in when you're in it. Shut up. Um, but like. Love it what it can do for you, what it can do for you. is just, ah, oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, the aut- autopilot is, is, uh, at one point. So right now it's not full autopilot. Like you can't type in an address and it, you know, goes through all the side streets, hops on the freeway, it brings you down and it, it doesn't do that yet. It doesn't do that yet. Right. Uh, that's in beta right now as of, you know, May 7th, 2021. Um, but by the end of the year, I imagine that that sort of feature will come out. So yeah, wow. right now mm-hmm. it's the autopilot is on highways, highways and freeways. So for example, I'm driving from Oregon to LA. Once I get on the freeway, I put on autopilot and it does everything. It will pass slow cars. It'll get out of the passing lane. Uh, you know, it'll keep the speed limit. If someone's like swerving into my lane, like this one truck was like swerving into my lane, didn't see me. And the car moved out of the way for me. It took care of everything. Shut up. It's like, uh, Elon's like the prime directive. Number one above everything else is don't get in an accident. You know, like it'll swerve out of a lane if it needs to, but just don't get in an accident. And it will 
like if your freeway change is coming up, it'll change freeways for you. So I'm like cruising through Sacramento. It's changing freeways. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what it's doing. It's just, it's just going. Uh, <laughs> there was this really fun experience on the way back home in that the, the, the Tesla, like it, you, you, you plug it in, you plug in the address and it guides you home. Uh, it tells you the superchargers to go to. It tells ev- you everything. It tells you how long to charge at each of the superchargers. So you'll make it to each one with plenty of charge. And uh, it just happened to take me across the Golden Gate Bridge. And it, it had never done it before. And I was just like a little kid in a candy store. Like, oh, my God, it's taking me across the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> you know, because like I didn't know it was going to. It just chose to take that way. And it was like a little treat. It was like a fun, fun treat. That's interesting. It's like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I think the point is like, I don't know. It's it's that weird point of like, you know, you get it. I mean, I think it's like important to have a car that's totally autonomous, right? That can just literally drive me anywhere. I think that gets rid of a lot of things that I've been thinking about for years, you know, like, you know, car accidents. Like, we don't need mm-hmm. car accidents. Why? Right. I was like, did why are people not building shit to get rid of car accidents? It seems like a setup, you know, speeding tickets. Why do we fucking yep. need speeding tickets? Why are we getting speed tickets? Nobody wants to solve it because you know what? It's a profit. It's a fucking business. So it's like we, we we fix things. And even if we literally were not even doing autonomous vehicles to where the, the cars were just like they just drove freely. But if you think about it from the beginning, it almost feels like a setup because it's like you could literally put cars on like a, a fucking rail, like a, a fucking train, right? And then have it just go to its destinations and go everywhere you want, it, you want it to. It's probably more expensive, but you could have done something like that or something. But instead, what we do is, I mean, we say we're going to charge somebody if they're driving pretty fast or if they're mm. taking, t- turning right on the, on the right lane, putting these signs up. And if you don't see it, if you're too tired or whatever it may be, you know, you're at fault and your life is fucking ruined. Right? Yeah. If, if like if you roll through a stop sign in the middle of absolutely nowhere – you know, absolutely nowhere, but, and there's no, you can see everywhere. And, and just because you kind of rolled it, you broke that law. And that police officer in that small town is going to give you a ticket because all those tickets, all those people who roll through that town, it's like, that's a huge part of the funding for that town is giving tickets to people. Yeah. And when I'm in this self-driving car, you can set it to like either a certain percent that it will go above Mm -hmm. or just a few, um, uh, miles per hour that it will go above, but it's not going to go above that. So it's like, I never worry about getting a, a ticket, like a speeding ticket. And that's always like thing on a road trip. You act, Oh, whoops. I'm like accidentally going 86, you know, or like, it's so easy to like on a, on these small roads in, in the middle of nowhere to accidentally go too quick. But now it's like, I'm riding a train mm-hmm. literally feels like I'm riding a train. I'm like, you know, chilling I'm checking out the landscape, you know, it's just like, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like w- when you're driving, you know, um, what happens if you're driving through town, right? And you don't have the, the auto control, or auto drive, whatever feature on. And you can you pass the speed limit or can you set it to where it doesn't do it even if you push it? You can, you can set it. Uh, so you can always take over. You can either like turn it off, take over, or you can press the, press the accelerator and, and go a little faster. Um, but if it's just autopilot and you've set it to be like that certain limit, it's not going to go over that. It's not going to go above that, whatever limit you set. Got it. So you can set it to where you're just like, not at default pretty much. You can just drive through and let it go. I wonder how that works. Like if you get a ticket, 
You know, like if a yeah. cop pulls you over and says, Mike, you were fucking speeding, but you were on your full autopilot. And how does that work? Like, can you can you draft the data from Tesla to prove to court? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah. That's that'd be interesting. Like if let's say you, you were going the speed limit, but then, you know, some cop is is trying to trying to bust you for something. Uh, I am. I mean, all the data is saved. It, whether you can access it or not, you might have to get like a subpoena or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, you might have to get something to, to access it, but I'm sure you could access it. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting People, thought. I mean, because you know, cops, you know, not all, not all cops are bad, but you know, some cops <laughs> are just going to be fucking shady. You know, it's a hot chick yeah, in the car. I'm for sure. Yeah. Her. I mean, I, I used to drive <laughs> a, a Honda. My first car was a 92 Honda uh, Accord, or sorry, a 92 Acura Integra. And I got the Honda Accord after that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I'm driving in like in like a nice area where my parents live. It's like, but I've got this crappy old car. And I, I work late at night. I had this office. I'd come back at like two in the morning. Every single time a cop passed me, they'd pull me over. Shush. Every, every, just like I, if I saw them passing on the other side of the road, I'm like, here we go. You know, I see them do the U-turn. <laughs> I see them pull up behind me. The lights go off just because my car was shitty, you know, old and crappy. Yeah. I mean, exactly. cops do yeah. shit like that, man. I mean, cops, cops look for signals of poverty, right? Signals of poverty equal, or it, it may, it, these are signals of, of possible crimes, right? These, these, this is what they look for. You know, whether it's like your car looks crappy, you know, who predominantly they think, you know, they can stereotype to, who, who they think may commit crimes and if they see them those are signals for them to identify okay there might be some possible situation going on here so let me stop and investigate and that's just kind of how they how they kind of do things i get it but at the same point i think the whole system should be you know like teslas you know cops should be like fucking teslas you know what i mean like the fucking judges need to be like <laughs> teslas you know like we have people judging us on dumb shit yeah. and it's like how much bullshit can be alleviated? How many false imprisonments can be alleviated? How many, you know, wrongful deaths between cops, you know, could be alleviated, you know, if there were machines doing this stuff all? And I just see a future where, yeah. where this is all eliminated, where AI is just everything. Dude, I can't wait. You know, like some people get kind of freaked out by it, they but do. it's like, for me, the sooner the better. Like I have a cousin who passed away in a car accident uh, when she was a teenager because the one of the drivers in her car didn't see a stop sign and drove right through it, you know? And that sort of thing would be completely eliminated by self-driving cars. I mean, it's easy. No, no, and not even that. I've even had that fear of like, shit, you know, you see, sometimes you're driving, you see little fucking kids pop their little heads out of the fucking, you're driving like, what the fuck? What are you doing, dude? Like, who's watching you? Like, come on, dude. This is not a game. Because easily somebody can hit somebody easily. It can easily happen. So easy. One second. Yeah. And then your whole life is ruined. For what? An accident? Yeah. It was an accident. Right? Yep, yep. And right now on on highways, Teslas are 10 times safer. If, you're on, if you have autopilot enabled, 10 times safer than a human driver, which is absolutely insane. When we say 10 times, like – what would be the what would be the variances of of not ten times if it's supposed to be like almost perfect? I mean, what's a rogue, I, that, what's that's a rogue a, situation? <laughs> yeah, that's a probably probably road situation because right now it's not like full full like it's not full hands off. You gotta you know have, be aware. Maybe there's a cone in the road or like a rock that doesn't see or like some 
or someone else hits you because of there's 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 reasons what how someone could get an accident but let me tell you on the highways at least on the highway like i trust it a hundred percent hundred percent i've driven so much that it's just i can feel i can see the mechanics of how the car works what it sees how it interacts with the road and it's just it feels safe when when you turn it on it feels like you magnetically get drawn to the center of the lane if anything happens, it's looking out for you. It's making sure that everything stays legit. It feels good. When I turn it off to like get on a side show, I'm like, ooh, I'm driving now. Like, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's getting more dangerous. <laughs> what happened to – what was that situation <laughs> recently with uh, in, uh, in Texas? I think two guys died. They were in a Tesla yeah. and, they, and it fucking blew up and they had to call the – the ambulance and et cetera and fire truck, whatever you call it. And they couldn't blow out the, the fucking lithium batteries and et cetera. Yeah. What, yeah. What was that? Yeah. That, that was a whole uh, interesting controversy because there was a lot of people talking about it who had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> it was like the moment I heard about what was going on in the accident, I was like, no, nah, it's not autopilot. It doesn't make any sense. People were saying like, these guys were in the back seat and like, no one was in the, no one was in the driver's seat. And I'm like, okay, like you could hack a Tesla to do that. Like you could hack a car to move forward if you want to put a brick on it. It's like, sure, you can hack whatever you want. But they were also speeding on a windy road. And like, first of all, autopilot, you don't do it on a windy road. You don't do it on side streets. Uh, and you certainly don't speed while you have it on. So everything, Wait, autopilot would- What do you mean? Yeah. It, so uh, I've experimented with autopilot on on like windy highways th- those kind of roads and if the speed limit's 50 and it's going through like windy areas it'll try to keep up with the speed limit but if it's like too sharp of a turn it's going to start beeping and warning you like okay you got to take over cuz like this just this is above and beyond what the current autopilot system's meant for mm. and so it'll it'll just like have this really loud annoying beep until you uh, take over or it'll just start to slow down until you take over essentially. And so like, because of that, I'm like, there's no way that they had this on unless they like just bought the car and had no idea how autopilot worked. Uh, and you had all these tech blogs who were like hacking it and being like, see, like we need to put all these regulations in place. I'm like, hold up. No, we don't need any of that. Like let's wait for it to come out. <laughs> you know, they just released the er- earnings call during the earnings call. They talked about it. They said that, um, it was just human error. Autopilot wasn't engaged. There was someone in the front seat, but because like the uh, the impact, they got flown to the back. And uh, yeah, I mean, they can see all the data in the back end. But wait, so they were what? They were in the driver's seat? Yeah, there was someone in the driver's seat. They didn't have a seatbelt on, and uh, j- they said based on how the steering wheel looked, like the steering wheel itself was just destroyed because of how it was impacted. Um, that it the person just flew to the back seat. So then when the police arrived there was like someone in the back seat someone in the passenger seat and they're like no one was driving it must be a autopilot tesla thing so so he was so this yeah. person was driving but yeah they were driving what, for sure but what the fuck happened they they were just it's like a normal accident they were just going too fast down a windy road and you know who knows why or maybe they got distracted or who knows what but they were speeding and uh you know, mm. they somehow lost control. It happens every day, unfortunately. Right, right, right. So they were just basically regular driving the actual Tesla. They didn't have the whole autopilot on at all. And Exactly. But, but if you had yeah. the autopilot on, would they probably still have crashed? 
No, 100% not. If they had the autopilot on, the autopilot would have started beeping when the roads were getting too windy. The autopilot wouldn't have gone over the speed limit. The, the autopilot would have kept them at the speed limit. Um, so what, so happens, yeah. what happens if it gets if, if autopilot starts beeping? What happens with that? So what happens? You start beeping. What happens if you don't take control? It'll After- it'll slow down and just come to a stop. So in the middle of the fucking road, it'll just stop? In the middle of the road, yeah. In the middle of the freeway, it'll, it'll stop. So Holy if you fell shit. asleep and, like, you had your hand on the on the wheel, because you have to have your hand, it has some sort of pressure on it, or you can, like, press the little button, something to let it know that you're paying attention. Uh, if you fell asleep while you were doing that, um, it would start beeping. It would beep even louder. Like, first, there's a blue flash on the screen just to let you know, like, oh, okay, you should pay attention. Then there's a beep. The beep gets louder. And then the car will literally put the emergency brakes on and very slowly come to a come to a stop shit so yeah. yeah that's scary too so but uh you got to pay attention um so if yeah. you're, you're driving it'll slowly slow down things like that that sounds cool i guess i guess it's safe i don't know instead of pulling on the side of the road i don't fucking know that's that's a little bit i don't know that'd be interesting to pull the side of the road or something like that yeah it, it seemed yeah. like you would think it do something safer than just stop it might do road. that i can't say it might it might pull to the side of the road I, i'm not 100 sure what it will do when it Gets to emergency need to situation that like out. that. So other people can hack hack it by like putting other things on it. But like when you're driving in autopilot and you're going like far, so the entire time you actually have your hand on the actual steering wheel the entire time. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. And there's it's there's an interesting controversy with using weights, like essentially like putting like a like an ankle weight or something on the steering wheel, uh, because people don't know how autopilot works. And so in the Tesla community, it's, it's discouraged to even like talk about that because if someone is, is, is using the autopilot in a way it shouldn't meant to, it's not meant to be used. Like let's say they are in the backseat and they hacked it and um, they're going down a windy road. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, the car is going to stop, you know, it's not going to, it's just, it's just not going to, not going to work. Right. Um, but yeah, there there are certainly ways to hack it. There are certainly ways to hack to hack the system. And on long road trips, it's like it's it's, it's quite tempting to to do something like that. And yeah, know, obviously, it's up to up to whoever. Like some people soup up their cars beyond you know what's what's legal because they want to. It's kind of up to them. But yeah, right. Because I could see that being kind of like the annoying point of like you having to fucking hold the steering wheel the whole time. It's like I just got this car yeah. because I really just want you to fucking do it, not. I don't, want to hold fucking, <laughs> I don't want to hold yeah. your hand the whole way, bro. Come on. Like, <laughs> right. Especially on highways. Yeah. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't at some point test out some of those, some of those options and uh, some of those weight options. Yeah. And if you're doing that, like, for example, like if you're, if it's full autonomous, do you still have to have your hand on the wheel still? Uh, in the beginning? Yeah. Liability, all that kind of stuff. Um, but fast forward, like maybe five years, it may, t- it may be a while because we need to get all the data in. But eventually, you'll be it'll be like sleeping pods. It's a bed in the back. You know, it's like if you want to go to LA, you just hop in the back, fall asleep, you wake up eight hours later, and you know you're at your destination. Um, I think cars are slowly going to transform completely into into pods with couches with comfortable seats that face each other. Like it's not going to have the steering wheel. It's it's going to be it's going to be total. Like you'll have big vehicles that are like party vehicles hanging out with your friends, like a living room, you got a TV and you can hang out. It like, looks like a truck, like a big, like U-Haul on the outside, but it's like a, it's a room. So we're going to start to see like essentially moving rooms. 
And this is like just the first glimpse of that. And it's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's honestly feels like I'm, I'm sitting in a train and I'm just like hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, love it. I think that's pretty cool to be able to do something like that. And I don't know. I think that's, it's, it's like when we start talking about self-driving cars and the whole Teslas and things like that, I think some people out there are thinking like, well, Hey, you know, what happens when hackers start hacking Teslas, you know, can they be hacked? You know, can mm. somebody just like do some type of cyber hack where they just start saying, Hey, fuck America. I'm going to fucking make all the cars just start fucking run off the road. You know, just, just, like, <laughs> all the cars just drive. <laughs> just fucking, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, P- and anything's possible with any technology. And there's a lot of what ifs, but yeah. I don't think anything like that should ever stop us from pursuing uh, a safer future. Agreed. But you know, you're going to have these, these, these uh, people who are just going to sit around and think about that all the time. And just, holy shit, we've yeah, attacked. But then if that happens, the cool thing about Tesla car is like once, if, and Teslas have gone to accidents, there have been issues with autopilot in the past. Um, once one car gets in an accident, it reads the data, they figure out what went wrong and they send that fix to the entire fleet of all Teslas around the world. So they all get smarter and smarter, the more cars that are on the road. And that's one of the reasons why Elon doesn't believe in LIDAR, the the laser technology to guide the car, because he thinks that artificial intelligence is more powerful in that as the cars learn how to see and how to gauge what's happening on the road, you'll be able to, uh, you know, it's essentially like a human brain driving. I wonder if you can leverage both at the same time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but it may be cheaper. For some reason, he's, a, he's pretty against the, the LiDAR technology, but mm. yeah. He might have some investments I don't know, in it as well, so, you know. Could be, yeah, it could be, could never, be something like you that. You never know. Could be something like that. But I do, I do think the AI is the better way in general, but yeah, definitely might have some money. Yeah. There. I don't know. I think that, I think it's cool, man, how far we've come just with the cars, but really how far we haven't. You know, it's like we're, we're all excited mm. about these these self-driving autonomous vehicles now, but it's like, fuck, dude, this shit was, wasn't this like 2000s supposed to be here? Like flying cars? Where were I we know. At? I know. I remember uh, I remember early 2000s thinking like right at that turn of the decade, I was like, by the end of this decade, we're going to have self-driving cars because like Google was talking about their self-driving mm-hmm. and it's been slow. It's been slow. You know, now it's like by the end of this next decade, I think that it will be, we'll have fully autonomous cars. Like, I really hope that we get to that point because, you know, people are needlessly getting injured and dying on the road through accidents. We're going to see humans driving cars as preposterous, you know? Right. I mean, I think, I think a lot of this has to obviously, you know, do with Elon Musk. If, If anybody else would have done it, I don't think we'd be here that fast. Yeah. Yeah, he he makes the impossible possible. He pushes people beyond their limits. You know, he he's he's known as being a, a tough boss because he expects people to put in the work, but he makes the impossible happen. And there's something to say about that. Yeah, man, a lot of work and a lot of faith, a lot of you know, a lot of greasing palms. But we all can we all can go back to thinking of like, hey, look, if it wasn't for him getting that leverage with PayPal, you know, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have that voice. You know, you know that yep. that big win definitely puts your. Uh, it definitely puts some street cred on the on the tech world and, and the world in general. So it makes you more influential, but it still doesn't make it easy. But still, it helps a lot. Yeah, influential. He got the money. He was able to invest the money, and he's he's pretty legit. Like he invests, he invested everything that he had in PayPal. 
you know, near bankruptcy. He put all his personal money into it. Like he really put his money where his mouth is. He believed in it and, and he went for it, you know, so close to bankruptcy many times. Uh, and it's just, it's remarkable what, what he's done. Um, I'm a fanboy. I am too. And I'm fucking am. But at the same point, let's just be, just to be that, you know, that, 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 uh, antagonist advocate and that devil's advocate for sure. It's like Elon is amazing, but at the same time, if you have a status like Elon Musk, it's easy to lose all your shit because you still have your brand because you can always raise capital and be rich again. You know, I mean, I know that may sound simple to some people. How the fuck does that happen? Well, dude, I'm fucking Elon Musk. I just fucking created PayPal. So I lost a bunch of money. The industry still respects that shit. My street cred is still there. They expect you to burn crash. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. He lost all his money again. Now he's back again. Oh yeah. Let's give him some more money for his next project. And now he'll eventually make something up and he'll eventually get fucking rich again, or he'll get a salary. So he, I just don't believe that once you, once you get past certain barriers, and financially or in generally with success, it's hard to get back where you were because you know the pitfalls of the previous, you know, tr- you know, pros and cons and, and, and trials and tribulations that you went through. But at the same time, you also have a reputation, and that reputation can get you to raise capital from anyone at any point for the most part. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to build a Tesla immediately because that is a whole other beast. That's why he had to put all this fucking money into it because it's more risky. But he could easily have went to something more universally friendly, safe investment, if you will. Yep. But other than that, I mean, like, yeah. that is a difference I feel like that a lot of people don't have. But I think when people automatically say, oh, shit, Elon Musk put all his fucking money, da da da, he put his money where his mouth is, like, I fucking agree. But at the same point, if I was Elon Musk or if you were Elon Musk, it's different because we know that we can, that money means nothing. Yeah. It's interesting. Like Bernie Sanders was tweeting to, to Elon. He's like, you know, we can't have these billionaires, like all this stuff. And, and it, Elon replied to the tweet and he's just like, all the money that I'm putting, that I'm making, I'm helping to make humanity a multi-planetary species. And it's like, yeah, you got a point. Like I love Bernie Sanders. I think he's an angel, but Elon, it's, it's not like he's hoarding money and just buying yachts and and mansions with it. Like he's helping humanity evolve. So we aren't reliant upon all this, this carbon creating technology. So we can finally like make our way into the future. Like I think in the history books, when we look back, we're going to see that Elon was one of the major people, one kind of a legend in in our time who helped humanity get to that next level, multi-planetary species, electric vehicles, solar energy, you know, Dude, just last night, my neighbor texted me. She's like, oh, my God, Michael, go outside, go outside. Look at, look at the sky. I'm like, what? Go outside. There's just a line of lights, a line of, like, UFO-looking lights, like, beaded into the sky. She's freaking out. And it's like, oh, that's Starlink. Shit. The, the, those are the Starlink satellites going up to blanket the world with Internet. We're going to have half the, half the world's population isn't on the Internet yet. You know? It was just insane. And all those impoverished countries, all those areas where they're just off the grid instantly when StarMap, which is, or Starlink, uh, which is Elon's, you know, internet company, once that turns on, you could be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and you'll have internet. So it's going to connect humanity like it has not yet been connected. Right. And isn't Starlink also something that he's uh, 
you know, doing where it's like something that can be embedded in your brain. Is that Starlink too as well or something like that? That's the, that's the, uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Which did you watch that video? The, the monkey playing the video game? No, I didn't With mind. You got to send me that later. Oh, dude. Yeah, there's a video of a monkey. So they had this monkey and they imp- they implanted the Neuralink into, I believe, I think it's called Neur- Neuralink. Pretty sure. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah, it's Neuralink. And they, yeah, they, Im- they implanted it into its mind uh, to read its brainwaves and do all that stuff. And they had it play um, Pong. And it sat there playing, you know, it's like twisting the knob every time it, it hit the ball back and forth. It got a little treat. So it was incentivized to continue playing. And... Then they they connected the Neuralink to the video game and disconnected the knob. So the monkey was still using the knob as if he's like playing the game Mm -hmm. and he thinks the knob is working, but really it's not connected. And he's sitting there playing the game perfectly. And they slowly weaned the monkey off of the knob. And eventually the monkey's just staring at the screen, playing this video game with his mind. And this monkey's really good. This monkey's killing it at Pong. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, he's better than me. <laughs> with his brain. He's playing with his mind. Yeah. And so that's like the first, the first use case for that is, is to help uh, paraplegic people who are paralyzed to, to be able to walk. And there's some really cool really cool things but that's also like when i saw that i'm like all right that's crazy that's one of those splits in in like the the species like the human species like that we're witnessing the birth of like a branch on this tree of evolution right now because there's going to be the people who don't implement any sort of technology in their brain and there's going to be people who do i mean so i mean there's a lot of uh, brain technology that we haven't hacked on i'm very sure of and it's like even like having this type of like uh, I think the term is called telepathy, where you you can you can kind of read another person's you know uh, thoughts and things like that. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If telepathy, yeah. If if we have things like that in the future, it's like I could see Neuralink easily doing that, right? To where you can easily understand yeah. each other's thoughts, right? Without yeah. even having to really talk to that person. You know, like. With like old people who are, are kind of like, they don't know technology that well and the internet came out and like all these gadgets and they're like, I don't know, this new generation, they're just sitting there and they're kind of like freaking out about social media. That will be our generation. You know, when our generation's older, all the the younger generation are going to have these chips. They're going to be like doing, they're going to be playing Pong like a freaking superhuman and we're we're going to be the old people going, I don't know about that technology. It just feels just, I don't know, you know? <laughs> so, so like that, that's what's, that's what we're going to see in the future. We're going to, we're going to see some quite skeptical old people. I mean, I think, I think as a person of reason and a person of, 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 of science, I think you have to be, you know, skeptical of anything, but also you have to be reasonable and then you also have to yeah. take risk. So you have to have this, this balance. And I think that's what keeps you young in mind. You know, is that curiosity Mm. of believing that things can change, but then also being cautious and reasonable, reasonably cautious, reasonably conscious. Yeah, reasonably cautious, which is an interesting thing, like with this whole vaccine thing, you know, there's, yeah, it's like (laughs) reasonably cautious, right? Because like, there's so much misinformation being spread about it online and 
um, you know, I, I, I follow these like spiritual accounts. There's a lot of people who are just like against the vaccine. And I, I like to look at both sides and research it. And so when I do research, it's like a lot of the anti-vax stuff is like, there's nothing that's actually backing that. It's just kind of like fear mongering. So yeah, it's, different, totally different subject. But. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, when you start talking about that stuff, that stuff's more about, you know, um, conspiracy theories of like situations that the government's trying to control us, the government's trying to control us, and they're trying to make us take vaccines. And I'll just start scratching my fucking head because I'll tell people like, you know, I was literally driving down to L.A. the other day. And literally one of my friends was like, oh, my God, those vaccines, they have shedding going on. And so if somebody gives somebody a mm. massage, they will give you change your period and things like that. And I was like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. The sh- my, my friend said that to me. She was she didn't want to visit her relatives because they got vaccinated. She's like shedding. And I'm like, what is shed? So I did research. I looked up what is an mRNA vaccine and what is shedding and why did that appear and why are people freaked out about it? And the, the, like, you know, the gist of it is with a normal, with old school vaccines, it was a dead or weak virus. They would use that in the immune, the immune system, get used to the virus. It wouldn't get the virus because it was dead or weak, but someone who got that vaccine might shed the virus because they literally gave them that virus. But with this, and that's where shedding came from. That's vaccines and shedding together. That's where it came from. But then with this technology, the MRNA, there's no viruses in it. All it is is essentially a blueprint of like little spiky things. So it can identify that is what the virus is. So there, there is no shedding when it comes to the vaccine <laughs> because there is no virus in it. It's spread because the correlation between old viruses shedding. And then if you apply that and you just make a story that sounds plausible and then you spread it to people who want to believe that it's a bad thing, next thing you know, everyone's freaked out about it. Right. I mean, it's a lot of misinformation. As I tell people, I'm like, you can't be dismissive of something if you don't research what it actually does. Right. Exactly. Each different one does yeah. something differently in how they, you know, you know, uh, build and an- support your, your immune system. Right. I'm like, you've got to investigate what is COVID-19, how does it attack the body, and what does it attack when it attacks the body? What is the immune system, and then how does it build itself up against viruses and other type of, like, diseases and things like that? Right. So you need to really understand that. And once you research, you know, like how Pfizer and et cetera does it, um, from what I've read, from what I've logically understood, it's like all it does is it's it's just going down there to your cells. You know, it's not going into the it's not going into the nucleus. It's not changing your actual DNA. It's the RNA, yep. which is on the outside, but it's going in there and it's 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 fucking giving them the instructions, bro. Think of it as yeah. the cheat sheet of like when you were playing fucking Nintendo. That's it. He's like, hey, check this out. If you guys see this guy, you guys see this guy around here, fucking this is what he looks like. This is how you kill him. All right, cool. (laughs) We got it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We got him. We'll kick his ass next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when people feel kind of like miserable, if they, some people feel a little little down when they get it is because the body is literally preparing just in case it's, it's making those blueprints all over the body. And, yeah, I've already got my yeah. shot, so I, I, I fucking totally know it. But I didn't experience any fucking shedding. All the stuff that I heard when I went to LA, I was like, yeah. why is everybody talking this crazy shit? 
Like, this shit's bananas. I'm like, are you guys researching this? Don't say something no. if you aren't researching this. No, no, no. I had a period, and my period changed, and my brother had this vaccine. I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. See, <laughs> if, someone's a, if someone's against the vaccine, they will find literally anything and everything to support that. Well, you know, the, thing, like, the, thing, that I, the thing that I sit there and laugh at is I said, when, when I hear the whole, hey, well, they're, they're, they're trying to make us take this vaccine. All right. All right. All right. But, bro. But, bro. 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 When you fucking have to go to school in the United States, what happens? You can't go to school if you don't get vaccinated. Last time I checked. So, yeah. for, last time I checked, maybe, maybe they changed it now. But from what I remember, when I was a kid, I couldn't even go to school without having my vaccinations. Yep. Same. Yeah. So when did this? So now we're afraid that it's mandatory and they're trying to control us and it's new and it's different. It's this deep seated fear of the government <laughs> and the government. I mean, reasonably so. I see where They've people are coming from. The government, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, it honestly is ridiculous. I've done a lot of research. I haven't got the vaccine yet just because I wanted to research it and figure it out. I did you know, figure it on my own. And right. It's like. Like I have nothing against it, you know. If, if I needed to get it or whatever, I would. And it's like, yeah, I just wanted to research it and be cautiously, uh, you know, uh, investigatory about it. But um, and you should. I did too. And it's good. Yeah, I think it's good to to research it. But a lot of people just simply aren't doing any. They're just seeing like a their research is is YouTube, TikTok, Facebook post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, this this article that's from a website that that looks shady and has articles about really strange things says that people are shedding virus. It's like, come on, come on. I mean, (laughs) it's so easy to spread misinformation. I mean, I I got the shot because I was like, you know what? I foresee them, you know, doing what they normally would do, which is like mandating it. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be waiting like fucking weeks for this to happen before I can go out and be with normal people again and be blocked and I'm going to be traveling. So if I see this as being a blocker, you know, I'm going to investigate it first before I take that jump. And then, then I'm going to jump in and, and do what I have to do because, you know, honestly, I was doing everything like normal. You know, I did wear my mask, but I was still hanging around my friends and stuff like that during COVID. You know, I was just taking my vitamin D3 yeah. and my vitamin yeah. C the entire time. And, you know, nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, it's, it's interesting seeing the whole spectrum of people who are like, it doesn't exist. And the people who are like angry about masks and people who are angry about not wearing masks and the whole, like we see the full spectrum of people during this, during this whole pandemic. You do, but it is what it is at the end of the day. I think everybody should do their own due diligence and research it. And, you know, before Mm -hmm. they, you know, take anything, you don't just trust anybody. You don't trust anybody. Do your research. Exactly. Make sure you understand what's yeah. going on in your body. Exactly. <laughs> and if you did a study of like Tylenol and you give Tylenol to 1 million people, you could find like 10 people who had adverse reactions, maybe a couple people who died from taking Tylenol. And, you know, you could, if you take those two stories and then make this the headline, it's so easy to paint a picture. So yeah, I really want people to, if they hear something that scares them, because I don't believe in, in fear mongering. I don't believe in spreading um, fear. And a lot of these anti-vax people are spreading fear. Like everyone's going to die. And it's like, whoa, hold on a sec. Like, why are you putting that out there? Like we should be spreading love, not fear. So if someone, if you're around social media content that is spreading something that makes you fearful, take a pause, do your own research, look into it. I mean, here's the thing. 
a lot of billionaires have been taking those shots. So do you think they're taking the fucking shots because you think that it's going to fucking kill you? Maybe it's the opposite. Here's a trick, right? Here's a trick. When you get smart enough to take over the world, you get smart enough. So you don't do things that are predictable. I would, I would be horrible. Per- like, you wouldn't want me to take over the world because I would, if I was a bad person, I would think of, like, fucked up ways to manipulate things and easily control people because people are like fucking computers. People are not really – people aren't that intelligent when you think about it. Just sit around – if you're the world leaders and say, hey, if you want to really fuck up the world, just go ahead and make a virus. None of these motherfuckers are going to take it, right? The people that you want to get rid of aren't going to fucking take it. So the other people, right yeah, people are people that you don't want to people that you do want you don't want to get rid of. They'll take it. But the people that you don't want that you want to get rid of, they won't fucking take it. So guess what? Who the fuck dies? <laughs> right because I, I have a theory they're used I, to I, doing I that shit they know that everybody's gonna be like if, if you're gonna think about doing this they know the world knows the powers that be if they were thinking this they know that most people are going to be in this conspiracy theory mode and the people that they're doing that are hmm. have a typical pattern in typical data and they know that. And so it's like it's like the fake news people. You know, it's like they're just gonna sit around there and just be looking for something. Oh yeah, yeah it's conspiracy, conspiracy. I'm not gonna take it. It's the government. They're gonna they're trying to genetically change us. It's like maybe they are, maybe they're not. But why would they let Elon Musk or some guy like that? And I don't know if Elon took it, but I've seen different fucking CEOs of bil- billionaires just taking the fucking yeah. shots. Yeah, I, I honestly Whether that, think that's fake nothing, or not, but I, I'm pretty sure it's real. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the vaccine. I think I think people are, are freaking out about about you know the whole government thing. But and it's reasonable it's like, because we just saw COVID, and so people don't know. And then people are saying it's from a lab. Then some people are saying it's from frogs and shit and bats, <laughs> whatever hell. I mean, you know what I mean, like, dude. I know. If, if that was the biggest culprit of, of fucking creating a virus that killed the entire world, then what the fuck's not happening in the South? You know how many people eat fucking deer? rats and fucking possum and you know all kinds of shit man they eat fucking frog legs and shit like why there's people <laughs> covid should have happened here <laughs> it should have yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it was it was from a, a a lab in in china that accidentally got out and accident i mean imagine yes accident i, I think it was an accident but imagine like being that like scientist who accidentally started a global pandemic like whoops <laughs> you don't want to take responsibility for that and then also i think the country could get sued so it's like yeah, country's gonna cover that up for sure. Yeah, the country but would get sued if it if it was an accident from a lab. The country would get sued. I think I think there's a world, you know, uh, responsibility uh, where a bunch of countries can come in and sue one country. Yeah, it's that that's a whole that's a whole fascinating situation. But the whole this vaccine thing, I actually have like an opposite philosophy, a, a theory about it all. Sure, because the mRNA vaccines were not being released they were held up fda approval all this stuff it, it was like all this red tape was being put up f- so that they couldn't get released and my theory is that the vaccine industry the old school one where they use like dead viruses is a huge industry it's huge every kid who goes to school has to get these vaccines when babies are born they give them these vaccines there's a lot of money going into these vaccines old school vaccines and now you have this new technology that doesn't actually use the virus. It just uses blueprints to tell the body how to fight against the virus. And, you know, it's like with gas cars versus electric cars. They would take patents. The uh, gas company, the gas cars, would they take patents of electric vehicles and then buy them and shelve them because it didn't help their bottom line. 
because there was a global pandemic, mm -hmm. the world needed to fast track it. And I actually think that because we needed it and the, the government's like, all right, go ahead, do it. Like we need this. That was what is opening up this new technology. And I see mRNA uh, technology as it's going to be a game changer. I believe it's going to help cure cancer. It's going to help cure multiple, multiple sclerosis, all those sorts of diseases, a lot of the uh, autoimmune diseases, because you can essentially program it to do what you'd like. So I think I think we I actually am quite optimistic about it. We had these things prior. We just didn't fucking, you know, launch them earlier because of FDA and regulations and whatever right? yeah. profitable situations that business may have wanted to block like we typically do in this capitalist country. But when everybody's fucking sick and nobody can make yeah. money, oh shit. <laughs> Let's just we got <laughs> we got this new shit that's coming out, guys. You gotta get get up and sign up to this. Come on. Now everybody's like, oh no, we're not doing that shit. That's gonna kill us. That's bad. You know, that's the government taking over us. Look what they did. They put the COVID, they created a whole thing, and it's like it doesn't matter, man. At the end of the day, what you need to do is do your due diligence and figure out what you want to do from that point. But at some point, we don't want COVID and shit like this spreading around the entire fucking world. And we're back at ground zero again because people are just being like, I want to them that the herd immunity get it. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> herd immunity. Your fat ass sitting in the couch doesn't have herd immunity. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And people who are worried about their, their DNA being altering – when viruses enter your body, it literally injects this DNA. It injects more. It injects a ton of stuff into your system. So it's like, would you rather have a virus inject a bunch of its own DNA and who knows what else, strings of what else? Or but people you know, aren't people aren't that, people aren't that smart to know those things. That's the problem. Is people aren't doing that I, due diligence. They're basic due diligence and we're not taught that in schools. Right, yeah. So it's like unless you go out and do that for a profession or you're really interested in these things, you're just not going to grasp this shit. Yeah. And this is like the last 3 days that I've that I've actually done research because I've had all these people and all these different conflicting things and I was personally confused. Like I don't know how this mRNA technology works. Like I need to know how it works so that I can have a conversation with people. And once I learned how it works, I'm like, "Oh, Okay, I, I get it. Like it's it's actually safer than potentially getting a virus, even if you don't get sick, because that does, you know, it puts things in your body. So it's like it's been and, doing and so it's, it's for, a, since the beginning of time, almost for us. So yeah, yeah, and it's a strain on on a system to have a virus. So I mean, yeah. Neanderthals even had different types of like you know uh, built up uh, protections to you know help us be able to fight off certain viruses. You know, when mankind first got into, you know, Europe and, you know, Asia and things like that, Neanderthals had certain, they built up certain antibodies to protect themselves from diseases that humans at the time did not have. So it was best to procreate and intermix once you got into certain areas because, you know, we didn't have it. So it's like these things matter, man, because you could fucking die from these things. And as we see with COVID, this is a prime example, you know, and if you're, you don't have a, if you, if you don't have a strong enough immune system, you know, it, it might be it lights out for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my friend's dad died from COVID, you know, so wow. it's, it's very real. And it's like, yeah, that was the first person I knew who actually died from it. And it's like, dang, he, you know, he was, he was older. He wasn't like elderly, elderly, but you know, it's like they thought he was getting better and then he just didn't. I mean, honestly, if you don't, you know, one thing I'm a prime advocate, you know, advocate of is like, you know, taking vitamin D3 because if you don't go, if 100%. You, when you go to your doctor, and I luckily ran onto this like fucking three years ago, randomly through my doctor. Um, and she was just like, um, hey, you know, 
you need to, you know, your, your levels are, you know, for vitamin D3 or D is not as high as it normally be. You know, the older you get, it starts slowing down. Then also complexion um, has plays a, a part into it, meaning like the darker your skin is, the more it blocks out the sunlight, uh, the being, more it blocks out your ability to absorb vitamin D from the actual sun, which is where we get it from, right? Hmm. Um, predominantly from yeah. what she, she basically told me. And it's like, she was like, yeah, so I'm just going to give you this dose. Make sure you take this. And I remember I was just like feeling still like – fucking like slow and lethargic around and shit around that area of time and i start taking a d3 and i was fine like literally they sent me to like the fucking cancer place because she said my white blood cells were lower than normal wow and then i start taking yeah. d3 fucking a month later when i went to the cancer place he's like hey all your fucking levels are fine i don't know what happened huh. what'd you do i was like huh. i just took the fucking d3 man yeah i've been taking d3 for years they they, they did a study life extension magazine had a study that it decreased your odds of dying by like 30% of getting all these different diseases because it's so, it's amazing for the body. Yeah. That's one of those things with well, COVID. You, you fucking need it. Cause like, here's the thing, right? When you walk out, no one gets enough sun, right? Because guess what we do now? We older we get, we work in the house. We sit in the house, we yeah. chill, we watch TV. Society says sit in the house. We just sit in the fucking house. We don't play like we did when we were kids and run around our bicycles all fucking day. And all that crazy shit we did and swimming and shit like that. And especially when we live in like big in like bigger cities like fucking San Francisco and shit like that. Nobody's running and swimming. Everything's regulated and stuff like that. So you don't have that freedom like you would if you're yeah. out in the country. Which is why you don't see too many people, you know, I don't know which is why, but if if you look at it, a lot of people like in the south, they're not fucking getting COVID like you've seen or from what I've noticed, like you've seen bigger cities that are more you know, they're just closer within proximity, which would easily make, but they're also sitting in the house all the fucking time and apartments and buildings stacked on top of each other. Nobody's hanging out. There's no place to really go, but the fucking neighborhood park. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, Dr. Dr. Zach Bush. Uh, he's got some incredible material. I highly recommend people check out him. Um, mm -hmm. But he started giving a lot of talks during the whole COVID thing. And he, he talks about how it's like air pollution, how it's the, the gut microbiome, Everything that is a contributing factor in if this virus appears in your body, you getting sick versus not getting sick. And it's like to like uh, pesticides in non-organic vegetables. Like they found that people who live in areas where it's not regulated, where pesticides aren't regulated or they're like in the water system are much more likely to have symptoms or die from, from COVID. Uh, fascinating research. Yeah, that's definitely fucking cool. I'll check that one out too. I don't know. I just think it's weird, man. You know, it, it's weird. It's a weird place where we're going, and technology is amazing. And it's like being able to just like do some CRISPR-like shit to your DNA, or you know, or to your future <laughs> offspring is just going to be crazy. You know, when you're just going yeah. to say, "Hey, you know, I want my, you know, what? I don't, I don't like that fucking hairline I have. I'm just going to take that hairline out. I want just this fucking hairline right here." <laughs> a couple days later, you just grow a new one. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, there's people 100%. doing that in their house, man, now. There's fucking doing that. There's, there's, like, kits that you can get where you can do, like, bioengineering in your house. Like, people fucking splitting fucking things and making, like, uh, pig. I saw one guy making a pig squirrel and shit like that, like, splitting DNA. Cool. Yeah. Have you seen that shit on TikTok? Go look that shit up on TikTok when we get off of here. Dudes are sitting there getting kits, and they're making, like, fucking clones. And, I mean, little hybrids of, like, squirrels and pigs and shit, and then selling them, like, fucking on the internet or black market or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Viable, bro. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, a strange future. 
Because I do think like there's certain genes that we should be able to turn off. Like there's that Brock one gene. My mom had it. It's like, if a woman has it, her odds of getting breast cancer are like 20% higher, 10%, something crazy higher. And Mm -hmm. if you could just turn that off, it it would like lower your chance of getting cancer for like, by like 20%. So it's like, we do need this technology. You can just turn this shit off. You could turn it off. We just, we, we know, I think we know how to turn a lot of this stuff off. We're just not, we just can't just automatically do it because we need to test it. It needs to get approved. We just yeah. don't, we just can't go in and say, oh, fuck, we know what it is. All right, so let's just change it out. And then we don't know what else we just fucking changed. It's like accidentally turn something else yeah, off. Yeah, you're like, it's oh, like, shit. I, I, it's it's working. just falls off. Yeah, it's like, but all this other shit just fucking broke down. And now your kids, kids are having this <laughs> fucked up problem. So you just can't jump in and do it. But there's people that are doing it. But you know that I thought that was weird is, you know, you see all these ancient, like, hieroglyphs or just like, you know, these, these uh, you know, you go to like places like the pyramids and different places around the world with the Aztecs, Mayans, and et cetera. And you see these like, you know, these, these, these humanoids with like animal heads or snake heads. Yeah. And it makes you wonder like, shit, at that time, did they have DNA hacking technology where they could just, I mean, cause really, I mean, we can fucking do the shit with little home kits now. So yeah. if they can fucking yeah, put yeah. like fucking 11 or 10 ton fucking things, whatever, or ton fucking capstones on pyramids, you know, that are perfectly mathematically almost perfected more than what we can do right now. Fuck. Couldn't they have just like make fucking people with snake heads and, you know, <laughs> dog faces and shit. And it's just like crazy. Yeah. On, honestly, I, I was, I was reading some stories of Atlantis, you know, it's like ancient civilizations, like before modern human civilizations that have since been wiped out. Like there's been multiple civilizations. And uh, I, I, what, what I'd read is that in those civilizations in Atlantis, there was, they were messing with like putting a, a human body on a, you know, horse's legs. Like they they were kind of messing with, with biology. Uh, so I don't know. Perhaps they were, and, and maybe that's where all these like hieroglyphs came from. But maybe that is where it is. Maybe that's where it is. I mean, because you have like you have a bunch of ancient cultures, like the Olmecs, you know, of Mexico, and you know, who are pre Mesoamericans, who are before, you know, um, the other standard Native Americans that we typically know of. And there's just been this debate on on their origin if they were, you know, the the the, the the standard Native Americans that were there, or were they like a different tribe, or were they like, you know, because some of them had like uh, African features and mm. stuff like that. Like even I think like uh, I think Mexico had uh, given like one of the statues or some type of thing like that to Ethiopia as like some type of like hey homage thing like for the Olmecs and stuff like that as a respect thing. But it's like you know even when you start talking about that type of shit, it's like. Who's to say who came when and, and and how long they were already here? If Christopher Columbus came here, how the hell do we need – I mean, anybody else? Nobody else had boats? Right. <laughs> nobody else can yeah. make a boat? We can build – somebody can build I, a fucking pyramid, a pyramid that we still can't do today, but yet we claim they couldn't build boats. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you see right. the it's ignorance crazy. of modern – the ignorance and oh, arrogance yeah. of modern human. These fucking people, yeah. these fucking Egyptians could build fucking pyramids better than most of our maps today and can, can build big ass fucking stones, but yet they couldn't build fucking boats. Mm-mm. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they could never do that shit. They'll never make it to America. Look how they build those pyramids. Oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah. I think this human history, like the history of this planet is so vast and deep. Like it's safe to say that we have absolutely no idea. Like well, no one has any. I think we do have some that. ideas. I think there's just there's just there's just denial. There's just denial, and and the reason why there exists, I think there exists denial, is because it's like history is written by its victors, and some places people yeah. just want to say like, hey, well, we did all this shit first, because then that pushes like the society structure where it's like, oh, well, who's the people that did all this shit? All right, so we're the coolest people, and so when you want to put these like colonialist structures in to you know minimize and control people. You just divide and conquer, and then you, you back it by history, and you support it. You put all the fucking books and say, oh, we did all this other shit. We're different, and you're different, and you're different, and look at the history, and look what it says. And these people didn't have boats. They built pyramids. They fucking, you know, but they don't have to build boats. No. Uh, but we built some wooden boats, and we traveled here, and we discovered all this shit. And it's like, <laughs> you know, fuck the Vikings. Fuck, fuck Eric the Red, who came here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he really didn't exist. Like... All that stuff is just like it's comical, but it's, it has to do a lot about really? colonialism. I, I see that 100% the reasoning of, of why we are where we are and why we have problems with pushing certain initiatives of science and history. It's because there's just this arrogance of colonialism that puts these like hierarchies there. And if you start talking about a lot of the truths, then it starts breaking shit down. Like everybody mm. contributed it to the world being great. Right, everybody did fucking something. Everybody worked together to build this place. But when you want to separate things and start making these little things like races and culture, everybody looks like Mike is a Mike, and everybody looks like this is this, and he's a Steve, and he's a Billy, and whatever. He's a Tavares, and these people are all fucking different. When you start making those things, it starts making this this, this separatism, and then it starts leaking into history. Because in order to maintain, you have to maintain history to have that as a backing to solidify that logic, right? Because if you, if you don't, it yeah. tears down the structure. So I see, in general, the reason why we don't have these common logics pushed in our brain or like, oh, we can't find this shit. You know, oh, look at that fucking statue. His nose is blown off. Huh, we don't know what he looked like. Uh, <laughs> it's like people do this shit on purpose, and people act like it, it doesn't really exist, and maybe it's like a conspiracy theory, but no, man. These things are in books. You can go to the Middle East. There's a lot of things in books. You can go to Greece. There's a lot of things in books. Rome, there's a lot of things in books. They're, they exist. The Moorish people exist. There's different people around the world that have done amazing things from all different cultures. And it's like if we don't respect them all, what you end up having is a lopsided fucking history book. And that's what we have in America for mm. sure. We have a lopsided history book that doesn't support everybody's contribution and that just creates these weird ass you know these weird ass hierarchies and these divisions and these in these what we call racism because everybody's oh i'm a little bit better than you you're fucking i'm a little bit better than you i'm like i got more money than you i'm this i'm that i don't know yeah it's i mean that's like that's like the current state of of the u.s right now there's a strange divide whether it's like republican democrat black (laughs) white like People are fighting each other. I, I believe they're fighting each other because they the are. powers that be are, are are fueling that fight. Because if we all banded together, we could get whatever we wanted. Because it's all about maintaining control. And the powers that be want to maintain control of those that look like them. It's not everybody that looks like them who's doing it. They have no fucking – they have no idea exactly. They're saying, man, I'm fucking going to work, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking going to work, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm doing shit. But 
it's the powers that be that says, well, hey, I want everybody who looks like my brother to fucking be the fucking top. And that's just the way it is. So we're going to do whatever we fucking do to manipulate that shit and fuck everybody else. And there's, of course, some little small liaisons within that fucking realm who want that, support that structure and, and still want, who understand what's going on and will do whatever as little liaisons to keep that going but the mass majority have no fucking ideas like bro i just fucking wanted to get me a fucking sandwich bro i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> all this fucking you know i'm better than you shit and somebody put in slavery i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i just want some fucking ham ham sandwich bitch what are you talking about right? yeah we just want to live good lives we just want to we're humans we're alive why don't why don't we you know it's like all we want to do is just have a good time we just want to have a good time while we're here have a good life. The average like, human doesn't well, fucking think about this stuff. We don't care. Nah. We just want to have fun. Yeah. We want to date girls <laughs> or whatever we want to date. We want to have fun. We want to hang out with our friends. We don't give a fuck what they look like. You know? Right. We, we just don't. And I think yeah. this initiative that we're, we try to push here is backed by history of this structure that wants to keep itself superior. Mm. But everybody a part of that or who may be in, in receiving it doesn't necessarily – do something necessary to be a part of it. It's just like it ends up happening. You don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. We've got to collapse that old structure, you know, and get this new one. It's like But how do you how do yeah. you get, how do you get rid of something that's so deep, deep a part of our society within our education? When you go to school, it's like they start teaching you shit of separatism. Oh, these Native Americans, yeah, we came over here at Thanksgiving and we fucking killed them all. Oh, these <laughs> Africans, yeah, they were fucking slaves, you know. They didn't have any history before that. They weren't Moors in Europe. They weren't building shit over there. No, 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 they didn't exist. Now they're these African Americans or blacks. And then, oh, these people now that are speaking Spanish, oh, yeah, so the Spanish came over and they brought a bunch of slaves and some Native Americans and they all mixed up and they had a bunch of kids and now everybody calls it Latin America. No. It, they don't they're not going that in depth they kind of just like dumb things down to keep this divide and then keep the separatism yeah. and they're teaching it to you in elementary school so now you got a fucking kid over here who's like oh this motherfucker your daddy slaved me bitch <laughs> fuck you you know and then you got the other guy like, yeah i fucking cracked a whoop you know and it's just like <laughs> you know, everybody are getting like the, you know uh, what happened to me you know everybody's just like it, it's 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 in school, man. They start teaching this bullshit. So even if you don't even learn it at home, you go to school, they're definitely going to fucking create these little dynamic levels to where you start thinking, well, this is who I am. Yep. That's, that's where like art, the arts come in play because yeah, the school paints one picture. Our history books paint one picture, but you know, the movies that are created, you know, Hollywood, they, we can tell stories that are, that are more kind of well-rounded. I like that. You can read books family you know like you we can teach our kids we can homeschool our kids to 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 learn and you know realize that we are all one we're all a single consciousness expressed itself and all these beautiful different bodies and and these are it's the like facts. it's cool <laughs> like we it's cool we're different it's cool that we all have these different cultures and different things and that's awesome that's cool but it's like recognizing that we're all the same we're just this awareness that's alive right now that's trying to have a good time in life and that's it. And then we expire to the next journey. But I think the thing is, in order to keep this structure going on, is the point is that it's it started off with a bunch of different like, excuse me, colonialistic processes. You know, I think the Romans first started kicking the shit off, 
you know, if you go back to Roman history, before they started invading, you know, Europe, you know, they started off with like these, these little, they created these systems to when each time they would go into different areas, when they would go into the areas where the Germanic tribes were at, they wanted to control them. They would copy and paste this system. You got to believe our religion. You got to start dressing like us. You got to start talking our language. And if you don't, you're a non-believer and you must die. Yeah, that's messed up. And so they just copy that, paste that shit all throughout Europe. And then birth of modernized Europe came out, you know, just copy and pasting a system. So the Roman Empire just copied and pasted throughout Europe and everybody copied it. And then once the other cultures learned about it, they fucking started invading the Romans and start setting up their own shop and creating their own little countries and saying, no, I'm Germany. Now I'm UK. Now I'm this and et cetera. And, and this is where we have, you know, Europe in a, in a whole. But the Romans first started that shit, from what I understand. You know, like if you go back, they started copying and pasting their system. I don't think there was many other civilizations that I can rem- remember. I'm pretty sure there's, there have been. But I think the Romans just did it pretty awesome. They just copied and pasted that shit. And I think the, the Ottoman Empire did did kind of too, or the Turks. You know, they, they kind of did their own little copy and paste systematic structure like that with the, the religion of, you know, um, of Muslim or Islam and then – fucking the language and stuff like that, Genghis Khan. So I think they did some, some some of those things too as well. But overall, that's what happened in Europe, and that shit still sticks. But the problem is when you start talking about colonialism, those same practices were brought over to the Americas. Religion. Yeah, that's why. History. You know, cut your hair. Speak like me. Same shit. Yeah. Yep, yep. Conform, conform, conform. And it's like – it's like that. That's why I think the internet is is so incredible, because back in the day you had to just believe whatever you know your emperor told you or whatever was was on whatever news form they had that was essentially controlled by the government. But now we have podcasts like this one where we can talk about all this stuff. We have YouTube where you know a kid in, in Iraq can watch a a video that some guy in you know America made. Like we are able to listen to each other and to learn and grow from each other. And through that, I think we'll, we'll experience the, the awakening of humanity and that, that collapsing of all those structures, colonial structures, those like us versus them mentality structures. It's like we are all in it. And what better symbolically than the Internet connecting sure. us all? And we need fucking AI. We need Elon Musk to just go ahead and coat that shit with AI. <laughs> I think AI will set us free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I've, I've, I've seen different experiments where – AI has basically, you know, where AI, AI was like, I think it was like one thing with Facebook a while back ago where they said like AI was, you know, became racist and started like tweeting oh, out because shit. because it was learning from like 4chan. Yeah, but, but that yeah. depends on the historical data that you reference it on. Or when you're building AI, you're building up historical data, which a lot of people don't understand what, what AI is. It's really like a lot of algorithms, but it, it references historical data. And it starts learning itself, just like how humans do. It's just mimicking behaviors of humans. You know, we learn to, ooh, this fucking shit's hot. Don't touch that shit again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or our parents right? teach and us. Like, a, a kid can be racist because his parents, you know, program that ideology into the kid. So it's like. Or he got you know, punched gotta, in the face by somebody else. And that person said, oh, that person like that did that to them. And so now they've created these experiences. Oh, wait that person's dangerous to me. So I don't like yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty insane. It's pretty, but it's fun seeing the awakening of so many people, you know, it's like, uh, it was that Westboro Baptist church, you know, that one where they just have those like horrible signs and they protest like soldier funerals and like all that, all that I stuff. Mean, like, but are, are we fucking awakening? 
we still think the Egyptians couldn't build boats. <laughs> so <laughs> but, there's a there's a really fascinating book called The Law of One. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it's a channel material. They talk about the Great Pyramid. And in it, it says that uh, the Great Pyramid is made by extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. The other pyramids were just copy, were the humans who tried to copy that first one. That is interesting. That is interesting. But you also have like, what is that? There's like a, I forgot the one tribe in Africa. It's called like the Dogma or Dog, I forgot the name. But they're, uh, they're a tribe that in Africa, they basically, um, they believe and they have it drawn on rocks and shit that they came from a ship in space. Oh, yeah. And, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. And it's like, who are the fucking aliens? Who are the aliens? I mean, we're as alien as an alien gets. It's like, look at all the animals on this planet. There's just a bunch of animals. But then look at humans. There's something different about humans. We, we communicate with each other using knowledge and words. We have history. We have emotions. Like we can share uh, culture with each other. We are aliens. It's like fast forward. Are we good aliens? Thousand years. Are we good aliens or are we just fucking parasites for this fucking planet? We just go to planets to fuck them up and then we leave. <laughs> we're, we're on the do, fence. Do we, keep on, fence there. do we keep on fucking every fucking time we get on a planet, we, we, we create an Elon Musk and we fucking go to another planet. We grow it again. We fuck that shit up. Then we jet off to another one. We keep on fucking up planets. Maybe is that our cause? Our cause is to be fucking this parasite to planets. We kill fucking planets. I think all that planets we are, matter. Right. All planets matter. <laughs> In that shirt. No more humans. Fuck that. You know, the Earth is alive, man. Native American rituals always, you know, a lot of you know ancients say, "Hey, Mother Earth, Father Son," right? It's like the earth is alive. It moves. And we treat, yeah. it, we treat it as Mother like Gaia. it's not alive. We treat it like it's just like a – it's just a thing. It has no emotions. It moves and shit, yep. man. Oh, yeah. Tectonic it's a plates. living being. Yeah. It has a heart, it's, man. It has a core. It sure does. Yeah. It's, it's a remarkable thing and a remarkable place that we should be respecting. You know, And I think right now at this point in time, we are either going to completely destroy the planet or we're going to turn it into like a beautiful garden you know, and everyone awakens to that. I think we're leaning towards the positive. I honestly think that we're leaning towards the positive because the internet, because we're connected, because there's so many people who want to make the world a better place like Elon Musk. That's one of the reasons why I bought a Tesla. Like, could I have got a better, you know, driving car for cheaper? Maybe, you know, but I wanted to invest in the future. I wanted to help transition us to a sustainable future. And it's like, when a when a car drives by and I'm like on a walk and it it's got that exhaust and I'm like breathing in that exhaust and like, it's just, it's just like ugh it's it's destroying the planet it's destroying the ozone it's just destroying you the planet uh, killer right just a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of planet killer you know so like as much as we can do it's all it's all about helping that helping the future no I agree with you man I mean I I love what Elon Musk is doing but I'm a little bit I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit bullish about Elon Musk and and. And I have a, a slight haterade towards Elon Musk. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what that reason is. Not because I don't yeah. love Elon Musk. I have a slight haterade between, before Elon Musk because the fact is I feel like – and I don't, 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 don't quote me on this harshly. But I feel like he's not doing something so fucking amazing that a lot of other billionaires could start doing. He's just the only motherfucker doing it. There's a lot of people that could be pushing a lot of these initiatives 
before. Elon Musk is just the only motherfucker who has this position to be able to do it and is doing it. Other people, and he's, he, yeah, he's smart, not taking away from that shit, but he also hires great people. Yeah, he has greater, great leadership abilities, not taking that from him either. But at the same point, there's a lot of people that could be using their brains that are really intelligent and they're billions to be doing some of their similar shit. And yeah, I know there's like Richard Branson, he's doing some things. And I know Jeff Bezos, he's doing some things too as well. He's, he's doing some things. But Elon Musk is really fucking killing it. And so that is, you have to give him respect there. But there's a lot of other people that could be, <clears throat> not going to mention any names, could be doing uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff with their yeah. resilience, you know, instead of oh, just yeah. fucking retiring on fucking, you know, some Mount Fiji or some shit. I don't know. Not, yeah, not you know, that. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take, but may, maybe like a, a major natural disaster for people to like snap out of that dream that it, all they have to do is focus on making money and like buying a yacht. But we do need to focus on the planet. We need to focus on helping each other and making the world a better place. And that's what I love about Elon Musk is that he talks about that kind of stuff. He talks about the fact we actively need to be making the world a better I would like place. To see, so, I would like to see Elon Musk just alleviate race. And get back to the blueprint of normalness, right? Just leave it. He could fucking disrupt it. He could disrupt race doesn't exist and just tell everybody. Everybody fucking re- dispro. They unprogram themselves from the colonialism. We've been programmed to believe these fucking things. Check these fucking boxes. And I think if I he went and attacked that, he could kill it. Yeah, it's like I respect different cultures, and I think it's cool. Like my friend celebrates, uh, you know, Hanukkah. You know, my this person celebrates Christmas. I think it's so cool that everyone has their thing, but. I see us as consciousness in the end. We are all just this awareness. Like we're here. We're, we're, I don't see the color of our skin or our race or any of that as some major defying factor. It's like we're on this planet altogether. There's only like seven and a half billion of us here. Like how lonely. We're all here together. And it's like we don't know anything else that exists. I personally think there's extraterrestrials everywhere. But they're not showing themselves. You know, it's just us chilling on this rock. Like – Come on, we need to get along. We need to we need to start playing together. I agree with you 100%. You know, I don't think many people can argue with you that we are not a consciousness. I think the thing is is just that people are just always going to just like people will go back into this reality of life that they paint for themselves and they want to play that card because that's the that's the game society set up for them. You know, when you try to talk reality to people, reality, obviously there's no such thing as a race, right? There's no such thing as white. There's no such thing as a black and a Spanish speaker or a fucking orange or any of those things. There's no such thing as those things. These are things that we just picked out to just use them as references to group things. If I literally fucking went around and said, hey, anybody with fucking big noses are big nose people, and I segregated all the big nose people to as a, anybody's big nose is a race. Now, yeah, only people with big noses a- keep on fucking each other, and now what happens? Now there's a race yeah. of now there's a race of big nose fucking people, or only blondes <laughs> hook up with blondes. Eventually, there'll only be right. fucking blondes. Now they're a race. Yeah. Are they just the blondes? Right. It's just yeah. like what references do you want to choose to segregate so you can mm. start pointing out groups and 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 start feeling like I'm better. But if there was no superiority, mm. if there was no like hierarchy to it, people wouldn't give a shit. But yeah. because there's a hierarchy are... to it, that's why people give a shit. They're all trying to chase each other. They're all trying to be to the top. Oh, I'm this. I know. I know. Yeah, I agree. It's like a lot of people complain about billionaires, but it's like 
a lot of those people who are complaining, if they had the billions, they would probably act just as bad. Hell just yeah. Be real. They don't even – you wouldn't even know what to do, the average person, with a billion dollars. Like, those, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking help the kids and I'm going to donate such – no, yeah. you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be a billionaire. First, first place you're going is a fucking vacation. You're going to go buy them all up. You know, uh, yeah. you're going to fucking buy your family fucking Lamborghinis and shit. You're not really going to save the world. Shut up. Of course, there's some people out there who might do it, but the average person probably won't. You know, if if they're yeah, because it's not easy. That's an uphill battle. No, you're gonna think about how you can leverage your family or yourself in general. Which I'm not disrespecting that. I mean, I get it, but I love Elon Musk. I think he's 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 helping us, you know, push ourselves to things that I think are important. You know, Bernie Sanders, cool guy, I guess. You know, but I think like you know anybody who disrespects the point of us being multi. Uh, planetary is is, is 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 kind of not thinking of the bigger picture. And like I was talking to Avi yeah. Loeb uh, the other day on the show, and you know, this is something that I already knew for the longest. And like I always used to think about it as a kid, it's like, fuck. I remember when I first found this out, like the Earth is eventually not going to even be here. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. Our, so our sun's eventually just going to go fucking away. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. How that's crazy moment, is correct. that? That's just like, <laughs> so everything that you build really fucking doesn't mean anything in general because eventually oh, even will go away. So even if you try to great build pyramid. something. Yeah. So even exactly. No trace. All the, gone. Poof. Yeah. All of human history. Just, earth just gone. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. So that is crazy. When he was, we were just talking about that because he just brought it back up and I was like, fuck dude, I don't even like to think about that thought. Cause it's just like this weird, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Cause it's like, holy shit. Some things may not – they just might never be there. It's like a really sad moment to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it's just going to go yeah. away, like completely. All the stuff that yeah. – it's crazy. The idea of impermanence, like for things – yeah, it is crazy. I mean it's kind of like thinking about childhood or thinking about our own past. It's like where is past? Where does, where does past exist? Like it exists in our mind, but it's gone. It's gone. And we can dwell in it, but it's like I, I was on this mushroom trip. And I heard this voice that said, fall in love with impermanence. Because if you fall in love with something that is always changing, hold on, hold on, hold on, you're wait, always going to be in love. Hold on, wait, wait. Say that one more time. Fall in love with impermanence. Ooh, ooh, because, because if you fall in love with that that always changes, you'll always be in love. Wow. That's so fun and so deep. So like when, when the earth gets destroyed at some point because the sun blows up, you know, We'll have traveled so far. We're going to be on a new planet. It's going to be maybe a paradise planet. You know, it's like we'll have a new journey, a new story, and 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 souls will start to emerge on that planet. It's like, yeah, to to really embrace change, to embrace impermanence is a beautiful thing. But if we don't have guys like Elon Musk out there doing this, the dirty work, you know, or pushing his team and his and his company and, and whatever, we're not going to get there because everybody wants to. Well, why do we need to fix Mars when we got problems here? There's poor people here. There's poor people here. Short-sighted. The short-sighted people. Yeah. We, we need to yeah, be fixing shit here. And it's like, I get it. We do need to fix shit here. But at the same time, there's other problems that are bigger than even that. Like, the dude in the street starving, I get it. He's hungry. I get that shit. But at the same time, everybody's going to be hungry once this shit blows all up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hungry when it's When this shit all blows up, everybody's going to be pretty fucking hungry. They're fucking dead. So it's like, you know... You, you got to think a bigger picture and some people want to add religious, you know, themes to it where it's like, oh, you know, 
maybe it's not meant to be and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know what? Well, don't fucking take medication. You know, it's not meant to be. Just fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's all about the journey. You know, it's all about the journey, not the destination. It's like, it's not a, the fact we're not doing all this because one day the earth is going to be gone. We're doing all this because it's a beautiful romantic story, the history of humanity. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I, 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 you know, what I look at for Elon Musk, I think what he's doing and, and, and being able to have that ability, that shit's an amazing experience. Now, I'm not taking for granted that he's probably fucking not having a lot of sleepless nights and there's a problem to probably family or relationship issues he has to go through to sacrifice himself to, to be that, 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 that a role model to push things uh, you know, forward. But I'm just like, man, it's, it's got to be fucking great to be that guy. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword for sure, you know? To have all that money, all that fame, all that just like to be an icon, but then to also have all that pressure and it's all on your back, you know, like he can't just stop. He can't just like, I just want to stop. You know, I I have moments like I I was off social media for like a a month. I just stepped away from all that stuff. Just, you know, it's like to be able to just step away and take a vacation and not work anymore. You know, he doesn't have that luxury. No, he doesn't. And that's, that's crazy. Um, Right now, you're where are you at right now? You're like in Oregon. Where are you at again? Yeah, Oregon, Ashland, Ashland, Oregon. It's a beautiful kind of mountainy town, bunch of trees and a hill. Ashland hill. Is it, do you have a bunch of Ashland trees? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't even know what an Ashland tree looks like. <laughs> a lot of pine trees. There's a I think lot it's of like, trees. I think like Ashland is like a berry of a like of a rowan tree or something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Like I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's here somewhere. It's probably Which named after that. If I'm right. Yeah. Beautiful I don't know. Place. So right now you've got, what do, what do you see like foresee like with Tesla right now? Like what do you see the future going right now in your mind and some of the research you might've done? So the operating system that I'm, that I'm currently driving is uh, it, it's, they call it, it's like the, the 2d. It's kind of like a 2d, 3d operating system. It takes pictures of everything that it sees and it, bases its decisions off of screenshots, essentially. Is that car close? Okay, we adjust accordingly. The operating system that's currently in beta, the full self-driving, they call it like a 4D operating system because it, op- it also includes time. So uh, it, it, it recognizes that car is right there. At this point, that car is right here. At this point, let's calculate and then make some estimates on where it's going to be in the future so that it can adjust the car, which is... 100% necessary when you're talking about full self-driving. Mm-hmm. So the next the next stage is releasing the new operating system, which is the full self-driving operating system. That'll be sometime this year. Sometime in the next few years, you're going to start to get um, the ability to turn your car into a taxi. So I went like right now, I'm, I'm not driving my car. I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm in my house. I could turn taxi mode on Uber mode. And if someone down downtown needed to get a drive to the airport, they press the button. My car picks them up. It drives them to the airport. It comes back. It parks back at my house, and I get paid for that ride. So it's like that's that's the that's the next step after that. And then following that, it's the pod pod lifestyle. You're gonna have rooms. You're gonna have beds. You're gonna have all these things that are moving autonomously. It's gonna be a beautiful future. Accidents will get close to zero. Speeding tickets will also get close to zero. So cities will have to figure that out. <laughs> There'll be a new fucking but, way to tax people. <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure they'll find a find a tax cryptocurrencies or something but oh, yeah shit but, 
they'll they'll find something. But it's it's a beautiful future. Uh, it's it's a magical car. I, I I recommend everyone get one. Like if you can afford it. It's like I, I could I, I could just like barely afford it when I got it. But I'm like, I need to get it. I need to take that step. I need to be able to get that because I want to step into that. And whenever I spend a little bit extra money on myself for a good reason, I end up like the money just appears. And it's like my, my financial situation increased once I got a Tesla. So not saying that's going to happen to everyone. But, you know, it, it's that's how kind of how it works with me whenever I step into a new lifestyle that's beneficial and I you know, move to this place. It's like, I start making more, but I agree. Yeah. I think you're walking in faith, man. I think that kind of fucking happens. Like the universe just moves when you just move, when you just, when you think there's not a way the universe will move and make its way. And yep. it ends up being what it is. And it is what it is. I don't know. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. So like, what do you think? Like, as far as like, I know you went on like this big spirituality, you know, journey and, you know, self healing and empowerment and things like that. What's what's going on with that? Tell me some shit about that. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it. So I I was in the tech industry. That's how you and I met in in North Hollywood. You know, we're no both hell. in the LA tech tech scene, and this was like years ago. Uh, met in like a Facebook group. It's like I was all about the startup world, all about just like the grind. You know, working hard, uh, lean startup. You know, MVPs, <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> and uh, I had this spiritual awakening. At this moment where I just like got this glimpse, this like light, I was in a conversation with a friend, literally a tunnel of light appeared, uh, transported into this realm. There was a being there who was talking to me. It was like the trippiest thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life. I was literally there and it was describing the source of everything. It was like this beautiful sun and these water droplets coming off the sun. I'm like seeing this with my eye. And it's like all these water droplets of light coming off of this great source are all souls. They have their journey and they go back in. And I was like, wow, I was getting all these downloads. And then I zoom out. I'm in my friend's kitchen, like literally in my friend's kitchen. We're in the middle of a conversation and this happens to me. Wait, what? This happens? This? So wait, you're like this sitting in your fucking friend's kitchen. Just chilling. We're like leaning against the counter. What the fuck? Just having a conversation, you know, no big deal about, I think we're talking about artificial intelligence. Like we're talking about, it was, it was pretty cool. Like we're talking about <laughs> fun stuff. And at some point in the conversation, we're talking about like atoms and how a, a robot is different than a human body. Cause essentially humans are biological robots. Right. So like if a robot dies and a human dies at the same, you know, we're getting like deep, deep. into Ooh. philosophy. Right. And at some point this, this tunnel of light just came, appeared like, from the right side, boom, right in front of me. And I like flew through it and I'm in this place. I'm seeing the sun with souls and like getting downloads about life and death and how death is no big deal. It's just a transition. Like this is all one continuous soul game we're playing. It's kind of like a great, like stepping back out of reality, lifting the veil and like just seeing a bigger picture. And I was, I was like, Whoa, my body is being filled with joy. Like I start to feel like vibrate in this like high frequency. I snap out of it. I'm like, what was that? You know, I look over at my, my buddy who's standing next to me mm -hmm. and he's got this, this expression on his face too. That was like, what was that? And I was like, wait, did, did you just experience that too? And he's like, yeah, what was that? And I was Shut like, up. no way. And so we're like comparing notes. We both went in and out at the same time. We both experienced this like being who was there. And I was like, we met God. And like at the time he was an atheist and he's like, no, I don't know what that was, but it was crazy. At the time. And so like, 
What's that? At the time, he was an atheist. So what is he now? At the time, yeah, I can't. I can't speak for him now. I'm not sure agnostic, or I'm not sure what he is now. But yeah, because he was atheist, and at the time, I was like Christian. You know, it's just I would go to church with my parents, and it, and so we'd have conversations about that. You know, about God and like what reality right. is and right. all this. Um, you know, since then I've kind of opened up to this greater reality of like you know humans, what we are, souls, this, this awareness, just trying to figure out this this experience and trying to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we both went in and out of this at this experience at the same time. In the moment, we were like the moment we recognized that wasn't there like a presence there that was like kind of surprised to see you. The moment we both agreed, like yeah, there was something there. That tunnel came back boom, this time in and out for a shorter period of time. And that, like, that was the trippiest thing that's ever happened to me. I hadn't experienced anything like that. I hadn't heard about anything like that happening to people. And so that just sent me on a quest. I was just on a quest to figure out what went what went down, what was that. So this was this magical trigger of, like, when you kind of change your whole life path from tech. Like, you just literally yeah. just like, yeah, tell us. Walk me through that. At, at that point, I... I wanted to kind of blend technology and spirituality. So it's like technology. um, I felt like this all happened because him and I had a conversation. Like I almost felt like the frequency of the conversation, it was like a pattern of words. And once that pattern of words hit like a hit enough brain pathways, it like opened us up to the Satori moment, which is a brief moment of enlightenment. And I was like, if that happened to us, like we could just, that can happen to a ton of people. So I, I create a company to have conversations like deep conversations online. And uh, yeah, I ended up taking that, you know, San Francisco and, and pitching it to a bunch of people. And um, yeah, from there, I ended up moving to Sedona. I kind of put the tech stuff aside because I, I, I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to make money doing all that stuff. I wasn't yet like, you know, in that, in that realm. And right. so I just took it, put everything aside and just went to Sedona. Didn't know anyone. Sedona is like this like magical spiritual vortex of a place with like <laughs> huge red rocks. It's like quartz crystal throughout the sparkle throughout the rocks. A lot of people talk about UFOs and ETs there. Um, but I just went there, lived there for like a year and met a bunch of people and was just thoroughly on this spiritual journey of like, what are we? Why are we here? What is this body? And what is this consciousness? What is this awareness that's in control of this body and met a ton of people on this path, read a bunch of books, learned all about, you know, using the mind and using the body to, to raise our consciousness. So yeah, now I'm all about you know raising our vibe as much as we can with everything we do and sharing as much of that as I can on my Instagram and, and TikTok. But how did you like, you, you got to Sedona, like, what did you do? Like you just drove fucking Sedona by yourself and like, yeah, just, I was, how did you meet people? And shit? Like what, what, I, I, I just, I put everything in my car. This is the first time I left LA. I was like maybe 30, you know, two at the time or something. And I hadn't left LA. I lived there my, my whole life. And I was like, I think the time has come. It's time to just take off. And I just put, I sold everything I didn't need, put everything in my car that I needed. And on my way there, I'm like looking on Craigslist. I'm like, need a, need a place to stay. And I found this one spot. Uh, some people were renting a room in a house. I was like, that looks nice. Looks nice. Got a nice bathtub. Love, <laughs> love taking my bath, you know? And, uh, and so I just got there, got there. Didn't know anyone. Uh, I started going to events. So 
I was really into meditation at the time. So I was going to these meditation events and uh, there was this one spiritual teacher who was hosting all these things. So I would just go to his stuff and all the people there, there was like kind of a younger crowd, like twenties, thirties, you know, some forties. Uh, and they were all on the same frequency. They all wanted to meditate. They all wanted to go deep. And so I just kind of, that became my friend group. Wait, they wanted to go deep. What are we talking about here? <laughs> they want to go deep. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mentally deep, like spiritually deep. <laughs> Welcome to Kids in the Room. Just a couple kids in a room. <laughs> Going yeah. deep. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about being in the room and just fucking having uh, that conversation like we did when we were kids, man. Just hanging out in the room, just just saying whatever and just talking about shit that we think that matters and our journey and and, and, just, and just having that uh, that empathy, you know, being able to relax and be that kid and, and just be open, you know, not all this, these beers that we have in life now that we've kind of built these, you know, these, these, these walls, you know, around ourselves and say, oh, we can't say this. We don't need to say this. But when we were kids, man, we just had fun. Yeah. We just chilled and we, we talked talking. and we said shit. And we just discovered, we researched, we were curious. Yeah. That's what it's about. The curiousness. Yep. Curiousness. And like, listen, listening to kids talk, they ask questions that are like the, like the smartest questions, the dumbest questions. It doesn't matter. They just ask, they just talk. And it's like the filter's gone. It's beautiful. And it ends up being brilliant because you don't have these barriers. You don't have these, these, you don't have these walls up that you've been taught and you've been you know, restrained because society says you shouldn't do those things, but they're brilliant and they're honest questions because it's like, well, holy shit, I didn't think about that. But when you're young and you're a kid, you, you always just, you just, you just feel so relaxed. And that is the whole thing is like, how do we get back there? I mean, how do we get back to there? And how do we have those simple and enjoyful conversations that we can grow from? How can we inspire each other? You know, um, how can we change things, man? Because those are the conversations that make shit happen. Those are the conversations that Elon Musk is obviously having with himself and with other people. Because you can't change the world if you think of things so binary and so finite. You've got to think about things in, in a way where it's, it's childlike. And you've got to be curious, very childlike. You know, you need to think about things. Don't think you know everything. I think Elon Musk was actually talking to Jack Ma on um, one of these, uh, I guess, one of these... Uh, conferences and i think jack ma had said something something to the sense of like you know uh about intelligence and being smart and i think elon musk had kind of replied back was like you know kind of in a way where it's like hey you know if you know sometimes you know thinking that you're the smartest you're thinking sometimes thinking that you're the smartest you know means you're really not the smartest in some sense of way and it's just mm -hmm. like that is what it's all about because you have to be humble you have to be humble that was yep. basically kind of what he was saying and if you're not empathetic to yourself and you don't have self-awareness and you realize the smarter you are, the really dumber you are, because you know what? You really don't know everything you think you do and you know some things, but you're not exactly sure. So you have to be able to come down and ask those simple, naive questions that come to mind. And that's how we grow, man. If you just believe, you know, it all, man, dude, we don't know it all. We're, we're taught a lot of things and we, we're, we're reprogrammed. Right, we're reprogrammed into believing things of now that this is real and this is that and et cetera. But we, you know, we're taught to forget things that we might, you know, reminisce or know or be knowledgeable of. 
and that's what yeah. life's about. Have you digged into numerology and shit? Yeah, yeah. I I, I went to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and visited a numerologist, and he's brilliant. His name is Michael Brill, and yeah, he he's way into it because the essentially the the universe, everything is numbers. You know, it all comes down to Math. numbers, and mm-hmm. so he had this whole code, this whole system, and he could take anything and uh, break apart the the numbers of it. You know refine it into a single number and and tell you the story about it what are you no clue oh shit you went there you didn't no get clue. your number you, uh you don't know what number you are it's it was it was like uh, it was more complex than just like breaking it down to a single number like mm. he essentially told a story like your first middle your last name put all together he could talk about your karma based on uh the numbers that appeared so it was like a full sheet oh he went like he went like for he went through like name vibration and your basic birth date of your uh numerology so he just like went through a yeah a thorough oh ah he went deep he went went real deep yeah yeah those fucking deepers bro (laughs) you gotta watch out where you go and mike over there in sedona and shit like that you get to people that go deep (laughs) yeah look out you guys are making like hardcore porn over there in sedona man (laughs) <laughs> and i saw some of those chicks out there that were in sedona they were looking not too half bad bro so i think i'd go deep into sedona too you know it's like crazy going over there i was like i know where mike now i know why mike's talking about going deep now i know exactly why he was sitting over sedona getting this spiritual enlightenment you know going through black holes <laughs> Yeah, I to this day I have no idea what it was. I have no idea what it was. What what I went through. What what that experience. That's was. crazy though, though. That that really happened, yeah. to you guys. And you both were sitting in this room. And yeah, that was like like if if it happens to one person, it's like okay, you know, you like imagined it, or it was just like a chemical thing, or but like to have to happen to two people at the exact same time, like our minds somehow connect. Like it was otherworldly, man. Otherworldly. These other worlds you gotta you gotta respect the other worlds i mean there's a lot of worlds and that's even crazier right there it's like when you start thinking about like have you ever done shit on like ouija boards and shit yeah any weird shit happen i mean we we i haven't really done too much the ouija boards um Neither I'm, I. I'm more into like yeah i i had this tarot app that i used oh, that was shit. pretty dope um it was like tarot cards but it, you could ask it a yes or no question oh shit and i i just I just downloaded it. Mm-hmm. My phone's making making noises. I downloaded it. I was just asking it yes or no questions. And it was spot on with all of its answers. I was like, I don't know where this randomness is coming from, but this it's, is an app? It, it felt like it died. What it app is an app. this? Yeah. It's called like Tarot Life or something. And Shush, oh, that's crazy. You you like spin it, you spin it with your finger, and then you tap one and you flip it, and it gives you yes or no, and then it gives you a description. And every time I would ask it a question. It was about life. Like those decisions were like, I don't know what to do. Like they both feel like good decisions. I'd open the app, flip through, hit one, and it would give me the perfect advice. I was like, there's, there's some divine. You were like, you were like, hey, do I go deep? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Always. Deep in Sedona. Woo. I love this. Always go deep. (laughs) (laughs) so on my podcast it's called deep shift oh there we go see look at that he's already pornographizing his fucking damn thing all right look at that we already know guys what's going down in sedona if you don't know now you don't know and you will know never ever ever know 
That's crazy. You go though. to Sedona, Stunning. climb to the top of Bell Rock. It's absolutely gorgeous. And yeah. the top of Bell Rock, there's a there's a Bell Rock Club. There's a book, everything. You sign it. It's just this like these red rocks. It's like this crown that just goes high in the air. A crown and red rocks. All right. There's, there's, I highly recommend at one point in everyone's life they go deep in Sedona. They go. Mike has suggested everybody goes deep in Sedona, and they go to the top of the bell. Top of the bell. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> Where's that bell? I got to ring a bell right now, right? <laughs> Girls going deep in and in, in ringing bells. I love this. Great conversation already. <laughs> in Sedona. <laughs> Man, in this, Sedona. Is, this is an awesome script, man. You should never, whatever you're doing, you should never be doing. You should just go back to that thing because that's amazing scripts, man. You can make great videos down there in LA. They love it over there. Now, what's that? What's that area where they do all the pornography? Uh, and like the Valley, it's like Van Nuys. Van Nuys, and, yeah. and uh, no, what's the one? Topanga. And, and yeah, uh, what's it? Uh, Canoga, Canoga Park, like uh, Northridge and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like porn couple <laughs> of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember just like walking around sometimes and like just strolling. I'm like, hey, that's such and such. She's porn. Oh, crazy. Ah, uh, that's great. Yeah. When yeah. in LA, right? Hell yeah. You just see porn yeah. stars walking all around. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, teen- like when they you were probably- teenagers, you would see, you, I mean, like from like p- porn stars you saw when you were like a teenager, you know? You're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's yeah. such and such. That's such and, and such. And- they probably get recognized all the time by people who are like, I think I know you. I don't know where, but I think exactly. I know you. Exactly. Like, that's exactly what it is. That's not a good, I think I know you either, by the way. Because then it's like embarrassing. It's like, holy shit, uh, fuck. But, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, hey, that's such and such and such badass, you know. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah. I, I have such bad, like, facial, like, I don't recognize people. Like where they're from. Like I see, I could see a celebrity and they'd look familiar unless they were like, you know, top, top tier, but like, like I could see them and right. just totally feel, feel like I know them, but not. So yeah. Right. No, I know what you mean. Sometimes that does happen. You're like, you kind of look familiar, but I just don't know exactly where I know you from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd went down, I was in LA the other day and I was, I met up with some of my other buddies and, you know, they were directing this, uh, this, uh, music video, uh, for, uh, Mod Son and, uh, Avril Lavigne. And I've never met no. Avril, you know, in my entire life. Never really wanted to, to be honest with you. But then, like, once she was there, I was like, well, shit, you know. I'd like to slide over there and see what she's talking about. And uh, she fucking comes late on set, man. She's dressed all, like, in black and all shapey. I'm like, wow. Nice. She's not too bad of a of a token, man. And the, But the, I guess the Modson guy is dating her. And I was like, yeah, congratulations huh. to him, man. But his music was really cool. They're trying to bring punk wow. back, like punk alternative back. And I was like, this is kind of digging. I was like, man, I need to bring him on the show. So I was, I literally, which was weird because I literally, Mike, I literally um, emailed his people that fucking uh, Monday. And then randomly I was like, all right, I'm going to go to LA. And then I told my buddy, I was like, hey, I'm going to be in LA this weekend. I'm Thursday to like fucking Sunday, whatever. Let's, let's link up. And he's like, all right, just come on set on Saturday. I was like, all right, cool. I wasn't really trying to do all that, but all right, whatever. Yeah, cool. So I was like, yeah, I'll come in. So Saturday, I go on set, and I'm just like, wait a minute. That's the fucking guy. What the hell? I just emailed him Monday. Huh. <laughs> huh. Dude, that's what's fun How about LA. That? LA's like that. Right? Like, LA's got different tiers. You know, it's like, I love that LA has that celebrity layer. Like, not all cities have the celebrity layer. And I think it's just so much fun. I think it's so cool. And and 
I respect when people are putting themselves out there when they're like really pursuing their passion and, and right. trying hard to make it. And when they make it, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And yeah, having those experiences in LA is definitely an LA thing. Growing up there, like meeting celebrities, is just common. It's a blast. It's just common to some extent, but at the same time, it's point, common it's not. and they're just normal people. But yeah, it's like, it's still, it's still fun. There's a lot of people that, fun. that, that are still not like so accessible. You never will see them and you never go out and, and capture them. I mean, there's tons of people I knew in LA who never saw a lot of the other people that were popularly famous in LA. They just never saw them. It was almost like yeah. people was like, yeah, one time I, I heard my cousin saw this one person. I'm like, well, I fucking saw him last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you work in the industry or you have industry connects, it's like you see people commonly. So it's not like a, a thing. Yeah. You know, and everybody like knows bubble. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, certain, so, yeah, certain, certain scenes, you know, that, that, yeah, for sure. You all that click in together, man. Everybody's you need creators and people who are making shit, you know, they all are creators. So everybody's pushing together with the best to make good shit. So the best end up fucking clicking or connecting on some realm. You just, you're just going to do it. Like, you have to have a, it's a support structure. You need a best makeup artist. You need the best hairstylist. You need the you need the best, you know, uh, DP, you know, whatever. And we're not talking about the yeah. going deep. Um, but uh, you need all that oh, kind we're of going shit. Deep. We're going deep always, right? Going deep podcast oh. coming to you fucking this year. Going deep down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can bunch. But Avril Lavigne, man. Yeah. That, my, my high school self, such a huge crush on her. Really? Yeah. I thought she was, I was, I thought she was a great skater writer. chick. Yeah. Oh, I just thought she was a great writer. You know, I, I liked her songs. I'm with you. They were good. You know, I was like, that's a deep song. I was like, did she write yeah, that yeah. shit? <laughs> Why you gotta go make things so complicated? Okay. Yeah. PRL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carson Daly. Yeah. So it was just like, it, it, it was totally weird, but she she still looked the same. Yeah. Huh. Still the same. Amazing. I just looked like, I mean, I never saw her before in her life, but she looked like she had like shape, you know? Like not just like yeah. a teenage high school body. She had like a body, you know, I was like, Whoa. yeah, huh. some, some Kardashian wow. going over there. Or maybe I'm just drunk. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going deep. We're going deep. Three, four, seven, two. I don't know, man, but yeah, it, it was hella cool. You know, I've been around and worked with a bunch of people, man. And I've been around celebrities my entire life, you know, being an industry and industry kid, but it's a, it's a wild thing, but, I don't know, man. Spiritualism is pretty cool. So you're doing Dogecoin? Yeah. You're doing some investments? Yeah, yeah. Definitely definitely dabbing in the Doge. That shit seems like so trendy now. Everybody, uh, It's weird to it's think so everybody's trendy. investing now. Before, when we were like little kiddies, nobody would talk about investing. Like It, wasn't, it was like a thing for old people. Now it's like trendy. Yeah. It's like, hey, fucking, are you investing? Like, this is like a fucking thing. Right. And, and with cryptocurrencies, like you can get rich real quick. You can double, triple, quadruple your money fast, like in like a course of a, a week, you know, it's, it's insane. So it's, it's amazingly volatile. You can lose it all pretty quick, but you never lose if you don't sell. There you go. People don't get it. People don't get it. They think, oh, if I just put a thousand dollars in Doge and let's say it's halves the next week, they see only 500 bucks. They feel like they lost 500 bucks, but that's not really the case because they still have the same amount of coins. And the next week, if it goes up, they're right back to where they started. Boom. 
It's all about the long-term mindset. That's one of the, that's one of the shifts that I went through recently. And I've, I've been investing in Doge and Doge has been doing amazing. And it's every time it dips, I put a little bit more in. And the mindset is a long-term, you've got to have a long-term mindset if you're investing in crypto because it's all going up. It's all going up. I'm not a financial advisor, given no advice here, but just for fun, it's the future and it's an amazing form of value. Bitcoin's an incredible form of value. I, I, I believe in Bitcoin so, so strongly. I believe in Bitcoin more than the US dollar, you know? Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard they printed like 20, 20 to 30% of the current flow of money last year and this year of the US dollar. They just printed that much money. I mean, I don't doubt that shit. I mean, we've been printing money for a while. Right. And so with Bitcoin, you can't make money out of nothing. You mine it, it takes resources. And, you know, it's 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 a whole new ball game. Whole new ball game. But yeah, Elon's about to get on SNL. Elon's sending a talk about talk about Doge on SNL. Like it's it's gonna be a trip. It's gonna be a trip. He's putting a Doge coin on the moon. Mm-hmm. Do you hear about that? I've heard about that. Like, That's just literally funny. putting it on the moon. It's pretty rad. It's like as of as of this this podcast recording, it's like sixty cents. It's like around sixty cents. So, you know, does it go up? Does it go down? I think in the end, it's going to go past the past dollar. It's at sixty eight cents right now, Fuck. which is insane. It was like fifty cents even like a week ago. It was a week ago. It was thirty cents, mm-hmm. more than doubled in one week. So it's like it's going to keep going up going to keep going up it's at least a dollar i I did i did the calculations for the because with every coin it has a market capitalization which is like how much money is in the coin right now bitcoin the amount of money that people have invested into it is a little bit over a trillion dollars shit right yeah that's like how much it's how much it's worth uh the dogecoin market cap right now is like i think around like 50 billion or so maybe maybe I know it's, it's jumped well because it doubled. So now it's at like a hundred, 120 billion. So, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of coin. That's a lot of coin in there. Didn't a lot of people pull out though. People pull out, it has dipped. So people pull out, they want to cash out. They want to, you know, buy their Tesla. And so they take their money out and it does dip when the whales dip it. Like when the large investors take all their money out, it goes down and it can trigger this reaction where everyone starts to freak out and take their money out. But if you take your money out, that's when you lose because it's going to go back up. It's literally, it's going to go back up. We're in the infancy of, we're in the infancy of cryptocurrency at this moment. Right. So as long as you're okay with losing money in the short term and not like when I say losing, I just mean watching your money dip down, uh, then I would say, you know, go for it because like fast forward four years, it's all going to be higher than it is right now. Higher. It's gonna be higher. Like how much higher do you think? I'd say at least quadruple. Mm. You know, very that's, interesting. Yeah, I mean, even like Bloomberg was was saying that he thought that uh, Bitcoin was gonna be. I think he said like four hundred thousand uh, by the end of the year, in, in like a year and a half or so. And right now it's like fifty. So that would be quadrupling it in a year. You know. I don't know, man. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So have you made have you made well, gazillions off of it yet? I, ha- I mean, I haven't made gazillions. I wish. Every time I invest, I'm like, I wish I would have invested more. I invested uh, like 500 bucks in Doge when it was like 
five cents, you know? Mm-hmm. So that like quadruples, you know, it gives you like a little extra cash. I'm like seeing, I'm seeing it go up. I invested more money into it when it was at 25 cents because it was at 50 cents. I saw it dip down to 25. And so, you know, I put a little bit more in and that's what it's all for me here. Like, like for me, it's all about just investing in the dips and holding. You invest in the dip and you hold. That's the kinda, dip and the hold and the deep down. dives. I hear you. Going deep. Hold deep dive. Deeps. You know, hold on to it for shit. at least a year. You know, if if you take out your money, your gains after before a year's up, you have to pay like thirty percent capital gains tax. Shit, it's like an income. Yeah, but if you take your money out after a year, it's like you know around fifteen percent or so. So I haven't I haven't made a ton on on cryptocurrencies. Um, I invested in two thousand eighteen and I was an emotional investor. I wanted to make a quick buck, and when it started dropping, I took my money out. Mm. If I would have kept it in. I would have had a lot more money right now. How much would you have? How much? <laughs> How much? How much did you lose, Mike? Uh, I didn't. I didn't lose that much. I at that time I didn't put that much, and I put like five hundred bucks in. But you know, five hundred bucks in twenty seventeen. You look at that now; it's going to be worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Thousands? Were I don't, I don't know how much. What, are we, what are we looking at? Uh, well, it depends. I I spread back then. I spread my cat. I spread my cash through a few different cryptocurrencies. Um. I just looked at like the top few and just invested like hundred here, hundred here, hundred here, hundred here. And, uh, yeah, well, I don't think I'd be a millionaire. That would have been like, if you invested in Bitcoin when it was, you know, 2009, right. 2010. I don't know. That's interesting, but, man. I, I've got, I got a couple of buddies, you know, um, we used to build shit together and work together and they ended up fucking, you know, acing out on Bitcoin. And they became millionaires from it, and now they built other companies from it, and yeah, wow. they're doing great. But you know, my, yeah, Russians, and they brought their parents some nice BMWs. They're living in fucking resorts and shit. They're just traveling all around the world, oh. popping their kids up uh, in different countries just so their kids can be foreign and have citizenship. Wow. Yeah, fucking planning their yeah. kids. Oh shit! I want my kid to be born in Chile. Oh, I want my kid to be American. So I'll just fly it over my my girlfriend over. During the time when she's pregnant, now she's a citizen. Now the kid's a citizen, so my kid's gonna be rich and do his thing. I mean, if you put a decent chunk of change in Bitcoin in the early days, yeah, you could be a billionaire at this point, easily. Yeah, I mean, they're not billionaires, but they made a, they made a solid couple of million. Sounds like they've got, and they split it between like six it. of them. And then they also did something crazy huh. too. They built like a farm, like a sustainable, like a, a, a fucking just- Bitcoin farm. Oh, they built a. <laughs> I thought they like built like a farm farm. I'm like, no, that's cool. No, no. Fucking, uh, fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> they, wow. So they're mining it. They were mining that shit. They started doing Oof. that too. So they were Good banking stuff. it. Yeah. I think they were Someone doing- said if you, if you took all of the stimulus checks that they sent during the pandemic, like the $1,200 checks, I think there's like three of them or so. If you took each one and just dropped it into Doge, right now it'd be worth a quarter million. Fudge. Isn't that insane? Fudge. That is insane. I know. And people, if, if people are watching this and feeling like, oh, I missed out. Like I could have been a millionaire. You didn't miss out. We are still in the infancy right now. We are still in the early days. It's not yet mainstream. It's difficult to get on. It's kind of still a little computer nerdy slash like financial nerdy. Like people are trying to figure it out. They have to ask their buddy how to do it. Like it's, we're still in the early days. What so. do you mean? Dodgecoin is what? What are you trying to say? Like I mean, 
meaning every everything has the potential to go up significantly. And there's also coins that are coming up that are going to be building the infrastructure of what cryptocurrency is. So Bitcoin is never going to be used as currency because it's too slow and expensive for microtransactions. So you're going to have to build a layer on top of that that uses some, some coin. Uh, there's one that came out recently called AMP, A-M-P, which uh, I threw some money into because I thought it, you know, it's it's building that infrastructure, which lets you use cryptocurrency at a store like normal money with cheaper uh, for the store. They pay cheaper fees than with a credit card. So I'm investing in those sorts of companies that are going to be building the infrastructure for the future. And, you know, if that takes off, that would be super dope. Right now, AMP is like seven cents or so. And people are saying potentially you could get to a thousand dollars. You know, I don't know if it did. That'd be dope. Hell but yeah. Even if it, hell yeah. Even if it got to like 10 bucks, it, it would be incredible. So it's like, hell yeah. It's, it's good to dip your feet and invest money that you don't mind losing. If I lost all the money that I have in Bitcoin, I'd be like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll start a company. I'll, 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 I'll do something. But if you're investing money that like, if you lose, it's going to, you're not going to be able to buy food. You should think twice about that and probably not do it. You know, invest, have be fun. Do it for the long term. Don't try to get this like double your money real fast and freak out and watch the price. And like if the price goes down, you start sweating like, nah, toss it out the window. Be in it for at least a couple of years. Buy and hold. Have fun. There you go. Buy and hold, guys, and go deep. There you go. That's what you got to do. Go deep. Always got to go deep. Deep shift. Going deep on the deep shift. And you have a podcast too right now, right? I do, yeah. I have, a, I have a podcast called Deep Shift. It's about the awakening of humanity, how like we are awakening as a species. And uh, I invite a bunch of different guests, whether spiritual teachers, people in, interested in cryptocurrency, uh, you know, producers who are creating internet content, just all sorts of different people, healers, you name it. Uh, I like I like having conversations with all different kinds of people on all different subjects. I'm pretty open minded about it, so. That's what we talk about on Deep Shift. Oh, shit. Here we go, guys. Here we go. We're going we deep. deep shift. We're going down. We're going deep, guys. It's my podcasting voice right here. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get it going. Man, that's crazy Should've... shit, man. That's crazy shit. You've been deep shifting and shit. and Deep shifting during the pandemic. Going to having orgies out in Sedona and shit. And, you know. <laughs> I think you need. I think you, I need to go to Sedona. I didn't have any orgies or film any porn in Sedona. What? You what, What'd you go there for? What was the point? <laughs> uh, you know, I thought I was going to see an alien. Didn't see any UFOs. Oh, did you really? Did you go out there to see some UFOs? Seriously, or no? I just, I just went to escape everything. Just yeah, get away. Just woosah. Just start an entirely new life. New people. Was it because also because like you're when you because I remember we were doing the tech shit and it's like. You kind of got probably to a point where it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just tired of this. Yeah, too much, too much. Too much stuff. The tech scene is like, hey, what are you working on? Like, let me let me hone my pitch so I can make it sound better than it actually is as a company. It's like, yeah, as over all that stuff. I just want to, <laughs> and I, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> you like you practice your pitch. It's like a my. I had so many startups that were just terrible <laughs> ideas, but I practice it. I'm like, I'm going to make this sound so good. So I go to these tech, you know, cocktail mixers. I'm like, it's going to change the planet. And they're like, ooh. Did that work? <laughs> no, it didn't work. That's just crazy. <laughs> Not work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does feel like in some way where it's just like, come on, dude. 
this is this is like seriously like don't you fucking get it like i feel like the tech is just the tech industry in general is just really fucking it's petty and corny at a certain point and even though i build things in and i work in it it's corny even our interviews you know where we're just like hey can you walk me through as a senior product designer can you walk me through the thing that you built and tell us how you went through this you know problems and how you solved them and da, da, da. it's so scripted and bullshit when really it's like, dude, obviously if I fucking built this, I know how to build anything you want. Like, why are we – let's cut the bullshit. What do you want built? I built this. This is what I did. This is how I did it, and this is what we are. And just fucking go. But the whole yeah. thing where it's like, did you really build it kind of a thing? The, like the whole the whole interviewing process is, is just like, did you really do this? Proving that you really did some shit. And then how yeah. how you did visual design and what do you think about the hierarchy? It's more like the dance instead of actually doing the work and the quality. It's, it's a strange world. It is strange. Yeah. Because basically like, are you the next Mark Zuckerberg? You know, everyone it's like a company becomes famous and then they have to like reverse engineer how they got big. And then everyone tries to copy that. It's like, no, it's not a it's it's like yeah, everyone's trying to make it by emulating these things that have already been done. But really, it just comes down to having good ideas and executing, like putting in hard work. It's like Elon Musk talks about how difficult it has been for him to start these companies and like how many sleepless nights and like you have to put in the work. You got to put in that work. It's not about reading the lean startup and being like, OK, I got it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the lean startup, yeah. that's a whole, that's like a part of like the whole startup gimmick, you know, selling shit to other startups type of thing. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a whole nother fucking market of vultures who just want to make money. No, Eric Reese, I think the book is cool, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's one of those it's things. Book. It's like, you know, like what, the, even in LA, you know, the, you know, oh, how to get rich or how to become famous, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, we need some vultures to, you know, feed off of the fucking prey. You know, it's just like. It's really just that type of yeah. thing, and it's just like, how can I profit, you know, off the prey? And that's what yeah. happens with the whole lean startup and these other type of like, fake it till you make it books. You know, you only have to be one right once, and it's like, motherfucker, I understand that, bro. Like, of course, I only have to be right once, but fucking dude, you know how hard it is to be right. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. I, I mean, because it's not yeah. even just about being right, right? It's about being Mister Right now. <laughs> yeah oh yeah timing is important and who you know the connections that you have and then who believes like in, in you? la what's that and who believes in you exactly who believes in, yeah it's like you need it's like you can't just go to la and like expect to be famous a lot of the people who are big you see them like get big in pods there's like people who all know each other and they all get big together because they know this producer and they get hey do you have a part for me you get introduced like it literally is about who you know in la amazingly rare just to get like picked up from some random thing i know but people think that people think that that's that's how it works in la and it really just doesn't it's all about connections but there's some people there's some people that do realize that it's about connections and it's all about finding the right person so there are a lot of people who do realize that but it's just so much shit that has it goes into play to being successful at some point it's almost at, at luck you know it's not just always like your skill is amazing. You're guaranteed going to do this thing because you're just so great. And you're just this undeniable force. It's like being the right place, the right time. And the people 
putting the money behind you to, you know, help you blossom to this or being a part of that right, you know, find that right hole within a system to leverage yourself off of, to catapult yourself to that next level. But I agree. Startups, startups in general, and I would even say working in startups is, is even a bitch because it's just like the song and dance is bullshit. You know, a lot of the song and dances, it's, it's unnecessary. I mean, having people do interviews to prove if you actually did the work or not versus if you just did it. It's like, dude, I fucking did this. Like, what do you mean? Like, mm. show me or prove to me that I didn't do it. I mean, prove to me that you did this by explaining that you didn't do it. Like, I've literally talked to people That's in different right. interviews where they'll tell you, like, well, we want to ask questions. We want to see if you really did the work. That's kind of – so we want to hear how you explain. I'm like, what the fuck? Who just makes up stuff? Well, people grab – their excuses are people grab other people's work. Oh, well, wow. If people grab people's work, but then they start working and they can't do it, then how does that make sense? Obviously, you know there's Yeah, problem. I know, right? You get the job and you're like, all right, well, I can't do this. Right. And then there's also a background check, you know, of references of, you know, also if you worked at these companies by Social Security. So what do you mean? This is bullshit. It's fake. Yeah. It's fake. It's really just ways for people to pick up on, like, if they really like you or not. It's really what it's yeah. about. It's nothing to do about Yeah, how you can handle, yeah. But personality is important, especially when it comes to working with people in business. I mean, you know, you know what that's like. It's like working with people. It's like it's a tough, it's a tough thing, especially working with friends. You know, under all that pressure, it's like you gotta really get along. But then people like sometimes you don't never know. I mean, like in, in tech, you know how it is. It's like you, nobody wants to tell you really why you know it didn't work out or or why they move forward or they want to go for somebody else. Nobody will tell you that because they're afraid of being sued. Because most likely, what it is is a lot of shit's yeah. mostly it's mostly bias shit. It's shit that has nothing to do with your quality of work and et cetera. It's just somebody just didn't want you on the team or didn't think you were fit for whatever reason that may be. But it's just like that. And it's like, you can't measure that type of shit, but that's why they make it that way. But it's like, if it's about like your resume, tell me about your work. I did this and I did this and I did this. And it's like, and you can sell yourself. Hey, I did this. this. Here, fucking duh. It's a no brainer. Like, do you want me or not? You know, but it's not like that. It's more like, Oh, let me test out your brain. Let me see how you think. And why did you make that decision? And did you ask these right questions with the same, uh, at, with, with, uh, with the same process that we understand? Not did you just still fucking solve the problem? Just did you solve it in a way that we understand and that we go by? So there's okay, there's a yeah. there's a story, there's a problem, there's a competitive analysis, there's this, you know. All right, then what did you what would you do differently? Like I've been in interviews where I'm talking at the end, and literally I'm like. I'm saying, you know, she's asking, so what did you do? Di- what would you do differently? And then I'm like, click to the next screen. So, yeah, here's what, and what I would do differently. And we're like laughing because she's fucking asked the same fucking computerized question. And it's like, dude, your shit is not fucking original. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you, how are you hiring people? Here's quality? What I would do differently. I would put everything in my car and drive to Sedona. Exactly. And go deep. That's what I would. Go deep, go deep, and go deep or go home. But I'm just saying, though, Mike, it's like, how can you justify being quality and looking for quality if you're not, if if you're going through these basic ass, you know, um, how would you say, uh, test to get into certain companies? How are you accurately measuring success if the, you know, because it's it's just copy and paste. And once somebody knows the game, they just copy and paste it everywhere they go. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, hiring people, it's like even some of the best hirers say that 
they get it wrong often. And, you know, the person comes on, they're just not a fit. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I use my intuition for so much that it's like, if I were to hire someone, largely intuition, but then also, you know, conversation, it's like, you can tell if someone's, if someone's legit, unless they're just really good at hiding it or yeah, it's the interviewing process. And that whole thing is, that's a art in itself. It is. It's a whole whole nother fucking art. And it's a whole, it's also art to get people in and, you know, people passing it because most of the average person would not pass a lot of these tests because a lot of them are brain fucking tests. They're psychological tests. And it's like getting in. And and, and that's why there's also a big financial wealth gap because the smarter people who are figuring this out or have friends that already work in these companies are getting in. And then now there's just like divide and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, we do diversity. And it's like, it's weird because, you know, I've been at some great companies and it's like, they'll be like diversity, diversity. And it's like, wait a minute, what diversity, bro? Like everybody here is you. Like, what, what, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, how are you walking around with a fucking flag of diversity when you're the diversity? You're not the diversity. Everybody here looks like you. Like, what are you talking about diversity? Get the fuck out of here. What about the people working in the kitchen and the fucking people who are fucking parking the cars? Now, that's where the diversity needs to kick in. Not fucking you. You're not a diversity. If everybody that you know looks like you typically works in tech, how the fuck are you the diversity? So pretty much what I've seen is like anybody who doesn't primarily fit into the box of white but works in a tech company is considered a diversity hire. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like everybody fucking here looks like this one chick. Like what do you mean diversity? Like no, the people in the kitchen are fucking diversity. You know, the guy fucking pushing the car and parking my car outside, sitting in the heat, that fucking is diversity. But not fucking here. You motherfuckers went to great schools. Where'd you go, Berkeley? Fuck you. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Your parents got money to make sure you get to the best schools. And one of the comical things, Mike, that I'll see too, man, is I have some friends. They'll be coming over and they'll be like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they'll be startup founders. They're like, yeah. I'm like, hey, man. They're like, oh, yeah, I've. I have a master's degree in computer science. I'm like, oh, you do? Fuck, so you've built algorithms before? You've, you've built, like, what languages do you know? Uh, what the fuck do you mean? Uh, you don't know any <laughs> languages? You don't know algorithms? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> How did you get a master's? Yeah, that sounds a bit sketchy. I wouldn't hire that person. Dude. But they switch it up. They get, and the, do, they get the red button. But they do, they switch it up and they go to other things. Like they'll do other things like uh, uh, product management. So they don't need to know these type of things as much. They'll switch up their resume. But saying they went to school for like CS or something else like that, but now they're just good at product management and they know how to talk about project management project management skill sets, yeah. but not really the computer, the CS stuff, which is funny because it's like, what the fuck? But then use it to come into the United States. Because United States takes people who have a uh, higher uh, education. Yeah, I, I honestly like checked out of that whole world early in my life. I, 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 took, I went to a junior college, took a business class, dropped out, started a company. I never worked a nine to five job in my entire life. I couldn't do it. I feel like it's soul stealing from, at least from <laughs> myself. Literally, I felt my soul draining as like I'm working like three hours at, at a pizza shop. Like if I'm forced to be in an office for eight hours, like that's prison, my friend. That's prison. It's yeah. If I, I got to say caveat, if it's something I don't want to do. Right. You know, if I love it, then that's cool. 
But just because I'm getting paid, you know, I can't leave. If I leave, I get fired. What does that mean? That means I have to be there. <laughs> Even if I don't want to be there. If I don't want to show up, if I don't want to go to work today, I have to. Right. You have to. Like, no, I, I can't do that. It's whole hiring process. It's fucking... asking, answering these dumb questions. Nah. Right. Trying to trick me. Right. Trying to trick me. Nah. I'm just going to start my own thing. I'm going to live my own life, create my own reality. I mean, you know, that is a benefit and that's a cool thing. If you can hack that, it's amazing, right? Finding that thing that you love and will allow you to, to do that. I think that's a beauty or a great thing, especially when it starts from, when you start going to a large amount of quantity of money. I think that's a luxury at some point is, you know, some people can find that. Some people can't. Some people can find it later. Um, or sometimes some people, most people, I would say most people, it never even happens for them. But I think it's interesting. But I know one thing is just like, it's, it's just comical when you just go. I, I kind of wanted to see how these other companies are working internally just to explore and see what, what I was doing differently when I was doing startups. And then I realized I wasn't doing much of anything different. I was actually doing a lot of it better. And the fucked up part about it is just that somebody else believed in this fucking guy or person or whatever it may be and gave them a bunch of money. Or it was like their uncle or yeah. Yeah. Knew them from school, knew, like went to the same frat as them. So yeah. Yeah. All that little shit, tribalism shit it mattered. And they gave him the funding. Oh, oh yeah. My mom's uncle gave me $100,000 for the first initial capital. So fucking such and such startups is going to give me match it with 500k yep and my mom went to yep. school with Let's such and such lead and investor he's gonna pump <laughs> the lead investor is like it's crucial lead investor yep. is crucial without that it's just like nobody wants to take the risk yeah it's like the yeah. first girl that wanting to go on a date with you yeah it's when you just pack everything up and go to sedona there you go that's what you gotta do you gotta just pack go it up go to sedona and go deep take a deep shift not a shit, but a deep shift. <laughs> that's right. Sometimes right. you got to take a deep shit in the world. That's, that's probably very accurate. It's a very accurate statement. You got to go deep. <laughs> got to go deep. Yeah, you got to do it. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's great that it's cool, man, that you actually did get out of the whole fucking tech shit, man. Because I, I agree, man. It can be burned out, man, after a while. And I took another step where I just felt like I just wanted to get out of it and just be a part of the, the, the internal infrastructure and see how it all works and see if there yeah. was different things that I might have been doing wrong priorly. And there's anything I can leverage, you know, on my journey. And until I figured out what else I wanted to do within, I was like, well, fuck, well, let me just hang out here and keep on figuring finding shit until I figure out what that is. Um. But I think it's a great place to be. But I feel like the fundamentals of just creating and being a part of a team to build shit, I feel like that's gone. And the energy of building a startup is kind of gone. Like it, it was big. It was it was a magic that was around like the 2012-ish era. There was. Yeah, there was. Because I was like Facebook was just blossoming. You know, it was there was that startup world. You know, I, the iPhone was blossoming and. All these things were coming out that were they were significantly changing the landscape of of tech, and it was certainly romanticized that whole you know startup world and and starting to start getting that team that Facebook you know like finding that angel investor like yeah there was there was definitely some mad now it's more like institutionalized like back then it was like you'd go to all these different different uh, like tech accelerators all around LA they were all new as well and so everyone was just very excited about this now it's like 
you have your your set, you know, institutions of co-working spaces and dude. I don't know. I remember yeah, this one guy. Be- I remember this one guy who was an investor and he used to be an investor. I met him in LA and he was investing in stuff like that in LA. And I made it, uh, me and my other fucking uh, co-founder at the time, we were just always laughing because it was like, I was like, dude, that dude, like everybody, I just watched this one guy and he would just go up to anybody he thought that looked like the stereotype of uh, the startup. And he'd like, oh yeah, you guys need funding? Like, yeah, you guys, let me introduce you to my partners. Let me introduce, he was trying really hard, but I knew, I realized he was typecasting. So I'd make jokes. I was like, oh fuck, there's that guy. Anytime I saw him at any event, because I saw him like typecasting who looked like Zuck, it's you know, hoodie like, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, if you saw somebody look like a hoodie, they kind of have Zuckerberg kinda features, dirty. right? And he's like, oh, yeah, let me talk to them. Hey, you guys are building something great, right? But if you didn't fit that narrative, right, or that stereotype, he wasn't really trying to pay attention to you like you didn't exist, like you weren't mm-hmm. doing anything magical. And you see a lot of that, or you everybody's seen it bro if you've paid attention it's it exists in silicon valley it definitely list, existed in what what the hell they call it in la i forgot silicon beach i was like silicon beach yeah. yeah and so i saw some of those people from silicon beach start coming up to silicon valley at different events i was like oh man dude there's that fucking guy and literally i remember one time <laughs> i remember one time i was talking to a couple other startup buddies and we were walking and, and they had some companies and things like that we were walking I was like, ah, oh, fuck, there's that one guy. I said, yeah, dude, he, he always tries to find these guys who look like Mark Zuckerberg. And he turned around, <laughs> and it was him in front of me. I was like, <laughs> uh... I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's who you are. You're a fucking, you're, you're a counterfeit, bro. You're not authentic. You're not really looking for substance. You're just, you're copying and pasting things. Like, your game is yeah. not strong. You're not really looking for character and quality. You're not looking at the startup. You're looking for these typecasts, and it's like, you're going to invest in companies. You're never going to be rich. Yeah. A lot of people not knowing what they're doing for sure in that world. I mean, they started just doing it. And so the one, the people who have made it off like a bandit, they just invested with other people who automatically had a good ear or eye for it. And if they didn't, they would push and promote that fucking company no matter what to make sure it did. If you give somebody enough money and enough runway, eventually they'll figure out something. Yeah. And that's what a lot of companies did. Twitter. You know, what was it before that, right? You know, Facebook, you know, it was it was killing it, but like it was other little startups that he's tried Mark Zuckerberg tried to push out, but you know, he got some runway where, you know, eventually he found something that was golden. Yeah. I feel like right now the like exciting area is social media. Like it just feels it's evolving rapidly. Like what? what People do are doing What's different. What's that? Like what? What do you think is different? I mean, the evolution of social media, it's like we've seen from Friendster to MySpace to Facebook to Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, like, we, I, I love the evolution that's happening with, with social media. I love TikTok. I think the entertainment algorithm that it uses is brilliant. And I, I, I like the vibe of it. And I like that there's influencers. I like that people can get a million followers. I like that they can make businesses off of their followers. They can make money from that. Like, in a way, influencers are the new startup. There are some people working for Move Faces when we used to do Move Faces events, red carpets in Los Angeles. They used to tower around the fucking block. And I used to have like two different hosts. I'd have a host out in the front of the red carpet in the front with you know MTV and different companies like that. 
and celebrities are walking through that way. And then I have an, another host inside. And one of the hosts that I first started early off training and stuff like that, she ended up uh, becoming like a big Vine star after I left L.A. Huh. Like six months later. And huh. now she's like making millions off of fucking yeah. social media. And she's like – she linked up with this King Bach and people and they're all in that same neighborhood we lifted. That, that when, we, when you used to meet huh. up with me, they're all from NoHo yeah, yeah. area. All those people are from NoHo. So all those people – a lot of those people you see now that are popular on Instagram – in fucking TikTok and shit, a lot of those people that are the biggest, biggest main ones that start off since Vine, they were all from that know-how area. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. of those sparked off from, from Mufaces TV. And yeah, she was yeah. one of the main ones. And she, she's got like fucking like six million followers on Instagram then yeah. a couple million on YouTube. But originally it came off of Vine. Wow. So a lot of those things that we were doing, I was talking about in training on the red carpet that practice of talking and interviewing and, you know, mimicking oh, yeah. and her doing those other little different things all played into a part to her randomly getting into this whole little vine thing. And yeah, it, it just happened at the right time, but it literally happened six months after I left LA. I literally left LA and stopped huh. move faces and stuff like that. Went straight to Silicon Valley. And then six months later, I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Vine? And like, <laughs> I was like, what's this? This is video. Bunch of Vine stars. Yeah, I was like, this is Twitter with video. And then like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I see she's on here. What is she doing? She's doing like little skits. Okay. All right. And then before you know it, it started growing. Next thing yep. you know, she's uh, she's making millions. Yeah, and you can. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Just per- that personal brand. Dude, there's even like one of my friends, her cousin, her little 17-year-old cousin, he has over a million followers on TikTok, and all he nice. does is do memes. Wow. He does video memes. That's it. And he makes $10,000 a month. Dang. Go him. I'm like, what? That's incredible. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I love about it. Like, anyone can get into it. Anyone can get into it. And I've seen people just flourish in it, absolutely flourish. And there's so many ways to go about it, you know, whether you're in the creator fund on TikTok and they're they're paying you because your videos are going viral or, you know, maybe you have merch or you have courses or uh, there's so many ways to, to create your own personal brand and make a living doing it. I mean, a lot of people are now like a lot of kids these days. They're just fucking wanting to do that. That's like their whole thing. They want to just be that person. Yeah, That's what they want right? to do. That's that new like Zuckerberg. It's that yeah. new cool It is. It's thing. like a new startup. It's like, I mean, cause like who the fuck wants to work? Who really wants to clock in nine to five and do something and build somebody else's oh, yeah. empire? Like who inherently wants to do that? Yeah. It I mean, sucks. I mean, anyone does. Somebody's yelling at you, telling you what to do and thinking they're better than you. And you're like smarter than them. Or even if you're not, it's just like, it's demeaning. And yeah. It's like, yeah. What? Shut that up. dynamic. Yeah. See, I'm a boss that just like doesn't treat you well. Right. Yeah. It's just like no, thanks. degrading. <laughs> I, I just want to move to Sedona and make TikTok videos all day. Exactly. Who the fuck wouldn't want to do that? Nobody wants to deal with that. Somebody yelling at them, telling them what to do and what time you need to be waking up. And it's bullshit, man. And I think it's bullshit. Why yeah. Fucking crazy. I, I agree. And so what's 100%. your goal? What's your goal right now with your whole podcast? Podcast, just kind of continue making content. I actually started the podcast because I wanted to be able to inter- interview people and just, if I meet someone on social media, have like a, a way to talk with them. So I mean, I find someone interesting on social media. I reach out to them and I say, I've got this podcast and then I get to have like a, you know, hour to two hour conversation with them. And, 
that it's just kind of just for fun, just for fun. I've been getting on TikTok lately, doing a bunch of Instagram stuff. Right now, what I'm really intrigued in and kind of diving into is exactly what we're talking about, how to make money doing what you love by sharing your passion and purpose on Instagram, on TikTok. And it's all about designing your life, you know, designing your perfect life, designing that life that you love, designing every aspect of it from your morning routine to your evening routine. So for me, it's just about talking about this information, sharing it and giving people as much value as possible. It's like, that's what I've, that's what it's come down to. I've done all the research and taken some courses from people who are currently making millions of dollars on social media. And what they say is give people as much value as possible. 90% of the time, give value, give, 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 give. And when that 10% comes where you ask for money, they're going to be begging to line up for that service because you've given them so much for free already. But isn't that so vague? Like, oh, give value, give value. What the fuck is that? Yeah, mean? I mean, it, it's amazingly vague because what it comes down to is you figuring out what your thing is. Like, what are you going, what, what do you have that you can give people that you can help people with? And that I've worked with a bunch of people in these small groups. That has been the most difficult thing that people have tried to figure out is, what is my thing? And once you kind of figure out like what your thing is, how do I talk about that? How do I share that that is my thing? And once you figure that out, then you just start sharing videos, you start sharing knowledge. But I think everyone has that thing. It's like, you know, this one woman I know, she did a podcast and she learned how to grow a podcast and she helped a few people start podcasts and like chart on the podcast chart. So that was her thing. She started recording videos and starting to share and coach about how to start a podcast. And she did really well with that. But, you know, we all have our own thing. That's interesting. You know, if you figure it out, you know, you figure it out. If your specialty is going deep in Simona, you know, then that's your fucking specialty. You know? Straight up. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, some people, their, their thing is to meditation, yeah. you know, teaching people how to go deep. Yeah. And deep shifting. So. Deep shift. <laughs> right. That's right. You can follow me on Deep Shift on your local Instagram. That's right, ladies. Yeah. If you want to get freaky and naked and hit up to Simona fucking Hills, you got to hit up Mike and Deep Shift podcast. Yeah. And if you want to have the a really rock, there you go. If you want to have a really weird, awkward time, just uh, go ahead and listen to the Kids in Room podcast. Yeah. There you go. Ah, <laughs> I like. I like the space that you've created here. I like, I like the kids in the room. I like that it's this place where, I mean, I get it now, like where we can be kids. We can just talk about whatever's on our mind and share openly and honestly and just playfully. Yeah, man. I think that's where you learn. And I think for me, the way that I see it is like, I think everybody misses this point and everybody wants to do this, you know? And it's just like the world doesn't provide that platform so much where people can, you know, sit down and, and have these type of conversations in the way that I feel that we can cure or I curate them in a type of zone or mode, or just like my probing questions and curiosity is just a different energy and a different vibe. And I don't know. I'd like to see, I like to dig in and see what makes people tick and why mm -hmm. they do certain things, you know, and then, and, and just really try to navigate on, on why is that? And then also learn myself and then help the audience learn through interesting conversations of, you know, interesting people. And I've had people hit me up and say, Oh man, dude, I can't come on your podcast. You had some big people on there. I'm like, bro, nobody's big. This is not about being big. It's not about being big. Everybody's big. You know, it's about what value of a conversation that we can have together. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for somebody big. 
big is cool. You know, you can go deep, but you know, um, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not the core thing. It's not the core value. You know, bigness helps when you want a brand to simply simple people and get followings. Yes. I'm not going to say that doesn't do that, but that's not the, that's not the end game. You know, the end game is, is really just getting around and sitting with people who can have those, 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 simple conversations that mean well and that can cause people to grow spiritually, mentally, physically, and just awaken themselves, man, and just enjoy life and just remember that time where it's like, hey, I can ask that question or I can talk about this and I can reflect on my life and I can see where I kind of went and why I did certain things and to leave off of here with some sense of like awareness and calmness, you know, and feel good. People want to express what the fuck they've been through, man. And I feel like if yeah. you don't let people do that, you know, and, and just tell people what to do, people don't feel – they feel empty and they just feel frustrated. People need to express. We're verbal creatures, man. We need to express something ourselves, whether it's – even mm. if it's not verbal, we're just creative in general. And sometimes people want to tell their story, and I want to hear. Amen. Yeah. Love it. So that's that is the and gist of it. here we are. Yeah, and here we are. Here we are fucking telling stories and shit like that. But that's just what I, I kind of see it as. I think there's a lot of great podcasts that exist out there. I just think, you know, everyone has a different mission and a different vibe. And, you know, minds is, is really just about opening those minds and just thinking different and just having fun talking about those things that seem taboo and aren't really. Yeah, because we should be able to just, just talk about whatever. Yeah. About whatever. Why is it like as a kid? Yeah. So you can just talk, talk about whatever you want. Deep shifting, girls, cats, dogs, boys, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Just fucking talk about it. It's, it's all. It's just fucking your playground. I just always want to see what what makes people tick, and you know, like what is that thing for them, and and just really uncover things and help other people who are listening. You know, because maybe they might hear a story or something that's compelling, or even a question that I might have asked, and it triggered them to think about something else about their own personal life, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Mike was talking about how he was in tech. You know, and he just he started and he just realized like, hey, man, this is bullshit. I'm out. You know, I want to fucking work on me, my spirituality, me, you know, the real things that matter. Yeah. Life, not the bullshit yeah. that I've been fed. And, you know, and you, you've also touched on stuff like religion. You know, you've talked to, you know, about how your mother was a Christian and your friend that was an atheist and having this, you know, this really cool like vision, you know, between two friends and a spiritual bond and then. You're fucking taking off in Sedona and shit like that. And it's just like this whole, you know, people that are afraid to just say, fuck it. They heard you just say, fuck it and just did it. And then you still survived. And then you, you, you're not fucking on, you're not on fucking drugs and f- coked out and falling on the ground. You're fucking healthy. <laughs> you're kicking. You got a nice microphone, nice background and shit. You still have hair in your head. You're not fucking stressed the fuck out. So you know, these are these are good things. You know, you don't have fucking wrinkles and bags in your face. I mean, these things could happen to people who think too hard and just don't let things go and just enjoy life and don't really go out there and do the things that they love. You know, and and you know, people that live with regret, they just, it, it starts eating their fucking core away, mm-hmm. and it starts showing sure. up on their outer body, right? Their faces start showing that that negative energy, and it's like when you just start living for you. That shit changes things, man, and it shows on the out on your outer fucking surface. You know, it does. Mm. And so I think like, yeah, people can inspire people through conversations, man. And I think that's what I like to inspire people through conversations. Now I don't know if that's my thing, but uh, it's something I like to fucking do. 
I love it. I love it. And you're good at it. You create a great space for it. Yeah, I'm here. And it's it's fun to let people know that they that there are many possibilities in life. You know, there's a certain pathway that like society has told us that's the way we should do it. But we got free will, you know, and while we're here on this planet, we might as well live the best life that we can. But people are lost, so man. People are lost, man. I mean, like I saw some they shit are, over yeah. the pandemic where people just got like fucking babies and married and shit out of nowhere. And it's just like, how do you just fucking do that? Did you just like shit out a baby? Say, uh, <laughs> I just want to get have a baby right now. And you were with this one guy or girl, whatever it may be for the longest. And now you just decided that you need to like elope. Like why? Like, dude, this is the worst time to do that. Cause now you're just making an emotional decision, right? You just feeling down in your luck and you're like, Oh shit, maybe I need to There's be a lot, of, a lot of pandemic babies. Yeah. And it, it, that could equal a lot of divorce babies. You know, it's Good. like, cause yeah. it's like people just having this, Oh shit, the world's going to end. So let's make a rash decision. If you weren't going to do that before, you probably shouldn't do it now. <laughs> yeah i mean i can't speak to people's decisions some people could have made good decisions or not but it's like people just have to at least make the decision from their heart and if if they feel it's true and they feel it's good they should do it but if if they feel like they're pressured into it because of society and whatnot or well, i think pandemic, people think that like, i think people think that it's like the world's gonna end so they need to make decisions and maybe they've been postponing things for too long and maybe this person, out quick, real quick. yeah, and I've been sitting in fucking quarantine with this one person. So maybe that means something. Maybe the universe is telling me something. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's telling you something else. Maybe it's telling you this is not the right thing. You know, <laughs> who yeah. knows? We don't know. But I think a lot of people yeah. make like a bunch of rash decisions under stress. That's true. People definitely do. You know, and it's, it's like, remarkable. let's travel the fucking world. After this, you should be like, fuck, let's get me, let's go across the world. Let's hop in our fucking Tesla. Let's drive across country. Let's do, let's travel. Let's see shit. Not just sitting around and yep. say, let me just get a lope and have a kid. Now I'm stuck in the fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life is short now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, at the end of your life, you got to look back and, and feel as though you did what you wanted to do and you led the life that you wanted to live. If you just have a bunch of regrets and you feel like you weren't because you didn't want to like let you didn't want to let people down or whatnot. You know, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. But and every day I try to wake up and ask myself what I can do today that I will feel proud at the end of the day that I've done. And like you know, how, do you, how, how I can live authentically. And how do you do like uh, one thing cool about you is like your your moms are Christian or your family's a Christian and stuff like that. Like and you believe I would probably say maybe they might, you know, some unorthodox Christian type of beliefs. How does that work when you're dealing with the rest of your family? Like, how do they embrace that? Or like, what are some of the trials and tribulations or pros and cons of that? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Lots of conversations, lots of just like real conversations, uh, casual, you know, like not heated, but just I grew up Christian, you know, went to church, um, learned about all that. Uh, had my spiritual awakening and I realized that there's a much larger picture than what a, a single religion can, can paint. And, you know, I see the, the magnificent being that was Jesus. And I think he's super dope, you know, and I personally don't go by any label, uh, any religious label. Uh, I'm a spiritual being that's living in a human body right now. There you and, go. you know, there are, there are spiritual beings living in other bodies and other planets Maybe they have their religions, maybe they don't. Maybe they've evolved to the point where they recognize that we are all, you know, a single consciousness just fragmented into these different experiences. 
But the, the reality is much bigger and uh, a large part of religion helped domesticate humans. And I think there's a lot of good in, in religion. I mean, there's obviously bad in everything, but it, you know, it helped people to, to realize I should do good because of this. And, you know, if, if that good is kind of like the Santa Claus, like be good this year, otherwise you won't get gifts. That might've what, that might've been what was needed for humanity. Uh, in the times that it was needed thousands of years ago, because it was a bit wild back then, you know, a couple mm-hmm. thousand years ago. We live in a modern society. It's easy now to to kind of take it all for granted. But back then, like people needed discipline. They needed a reason why they should or shouldn't steal or murder or do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, religion played that role. And, you know, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe in the source energy. You know, I think we're all fragments of God. We're all we're all kind of awarenesses of it. And so it's like the more we recognize that, the more we realize we're all, we're all one, we're all in this together. So we got to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. Well, shit, there you go. Well, shit, I've got to get running and definitely got to get some more meditation going on there. But thank you fucking Mike for coming on the fucking show. I think I had a great conversation, learned a bunch of new shit about Tesla. Um, I'm going to have to update you when I get my fucking Tesla and you got the why, right? Wait. I got the Y, yeah. Do you know which one you might get? I was thinking, I think the Y is the one I'm, I'm actually looking at because it's the only one I think that's like decent enough, decent looking enough and kind of looks like a hybrid SUV. Um, yeah, and I have a space, yeah. Right, and I have a BMW, so it's like I, I need to have something that's comparable. And it kind of almost looks like a Porsche. It almost looks like a, a Porsche mechanic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. kind of looks similar it's got like the vibe. That. So I've thought about like getting that one in black and then like the little black rims. And then like little red fucking nice. brakes, you know, because um, yep, yep. uh, I've seen they have those customizations. I was like, oh, shit. But one thing I was thinking about, too, and this is off top, but like, how does the fucking system sound? Is there like a higher end s- sound system packages you can get? Because I have like Harman Carmen in mind, which is like a customized uh, thing. In my uh, you know, the sound system sounds great. So I haven't really even thought about it. But if if you're more of like a super like into into the speaker system, um, well, I mean, sure, I'm sure you can get installed whatever you want. But the default one, I don't think there's options when it comes to the stereo Sounds system. Okay. I think it's just like you get what you get, mm-hmm. and it's pretty high end in my opinion. I gotta go fuck. And it's like it's, it's all connected to Spotify. It's it's like your the car is always connected to internet, so mm-hmm. you're always connected. And like when you're charging up, you can watch Netflix on the screen. It's they, they got that app there and there's games and stuff, but this, the, it sounds really nice. Can I've, you drive with I it too as well? Anything. Like when you're, um, when, can you put movies in while you're driving or is it like have to only be not yet? Stop? Not yet. It, they disable Netflix when the car is, uh, in drive. Fuck. There's no hack. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because even like, for the passengers, it'd be nice to allow them to watch something while you're driving, but they just don't want the liability right now because people would obviously abuse that. I mean, if you're driving still, though, and you're, like, fucking it's self-driving, you just have your hand on the wheel. And then once you take yeah. your hand off the wheel, then stop playing it and whatever, you know? Like, you can do things like that. But Yeah, I just feel it's like- just the current state. Yeah, right. the current state of, of the technology is that they want you to stay alert while you're driving and to pay attention. That's I got kind it. Of, they just want to bypass the bullshit. But they, yeah, they don't want to get sued. But it'd be super cool. You're just, like, driving. There's music videos playing. You know, because who wants to just watch Netflix? I mean, fuck. I mean, Netflix is cool too. But if you want to watch like music videos while you're self driving, like, because what the fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna gonna end up pulling out your phone anyways. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like I've I've got 
I got stuff done while I was driving. Like it, it feels like a train. It honestly feels like a train. I'm, you know, answering emails and, you know, I, I pay attention. I'm still, I'm still there and aware of my surroundings, but it's like, yeah, the car is literally doing everything. Yeah. I said, I think the thing is, is having to fucking pull my hand on that shit, like all the time would be annoying. Cause I feel like it's almost yeah. like, a, it's almost like a cruise control, except I'm not putting my foot in the gas. Yeah. I mean, I learned pretty, pretty early on that if you're on very long, straight stretches of highway and you're going for hours and hours, uh, having your hand on the thing is like, it's a bit unnecessary at this point because the technology is so good. They haven't lifted that, like that rule because turns, swervy things, things like that, it's all packed together into one, you know, self-driving. So until they figure out all the other stuff, um, you know, they won't let you take your hand off the wheel during long stretches of highway, but it's so safe that, yeah. What about the I fucking, mean, why don't you, and another thing I've been, I've been, I'm debating between that and a cyber truck and that's where I'm just oh, like, dude. cyber truck. Yeah. That's a beast in itself. I mean, I think that'd be dope to have a cyber truck. I, I don't, I would have many use. I always need to like haul stuff around. So that'd be fun, but I don't think it would fit in my garage. <laughs> like a tank <laughs> yeah so that, that, have you seen the, have you seen a real prototype no not yet i haven't seen one in person see that's what i want to figure out I, i've actually when i drove to la i was wanting to see if they had it still in the museum so i could actually see it because i would be make fun. my purchasing yeah. that would make my purchasing uh decision but they fucking moved it out because they had it there in the museum in la where you can go look at it they had a real cyber truck there it was there for a while in a museum. yeah that's great the fucking enough auto- already in the museum no, it was in like the auto the auto museum in L.A. Wow, it's not even out yet, and it's in the museum. That's it, how iconic it is. Well, it was there. They took it back out. Tesla took it back out. Was there? Yeah, because when I went down there to go see it, and huh. I called them, they was like, "Yeah, sorry that they took it." It's like fuck. Huh. Yeah, because I yeah, wanted to well, see what it really, really looked like. Yeah, Cybertruck would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I just like the but it's bulletproof be- and it's cool and it's like the steering wheel is different. But I like to yeah you rolled. I like the sexiness of the uh, of the Y though because it, it still looks like a Porsche Macan and you can make you can customize it look real good but you can still get a dent on it you know and like I have a fucking BMW <laughs> and it's fucking like three years old and now and well almost will be three years old but it's like dude I fucking got a dent I was at Facebook parking and fucking truck guy fucking dented my car and like i was uh, like bro this fucking guy didn't it was like oh well, you know we need to catch on the cameras and of course they fucking didn't cancel the cameras because he worked for us at the time and so yeah 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 so. cyber truck he, he would have destroyed his car cyber truck doesn't even get dent. dent no dents yeah no so dents like, yeah i was like no dents no bullets so if you ride through the wrong neighborhood in miami you're good. You take that <laughs> wrong know. turn. You never know where you drive. Sometimes you might take the wrong fucking turn in the wrong neighborhood. You don't know the neighborhood. You're driving around. You're like, okay, where am I going? Okay. You're following GPS and it sends you to the fucking crazy part of some other town. And you might be going through little Cuba <laughs> right. or, or somewhere fucking weird or sketched or some shit like that. in Oakland. Somewhere there's like high crime out randomly and you just drove by it because your GPS took you there. <laughs> and you didn't know. Yeah. And it's like, holy but you're shit. In the tank. Right. And that, but you're in a tank, you're good. You know, if somebody pulls up and rolls up beside you, you say, hey, what are you doing in my neighborhood? You're like, oh, no, I'm just driving. You're like, all right, well, and they pull a gun out and they start to shoot you. You're like, oh, fuck you, Cybertruck bitch. Yeah, just run them over. Exactly. Just crush their car. 
Exactly. You don't even need to run them over because they can't even get in. You know, you can't even fucking. No, yeah, you just kind of sit there. You you're just, just you're good. Go and light turns green and. And like the, the Y is the Y good for like crashing and shit? Is it just or is it just like the other Tesla that just fucking hit the fucking tree and blew up with those kids or those two, two, two dudes who were driving reckless? I mean, Teslas are, are the safest car on the road right now. Like all, all the the safety ratings, it's like you can't get safer than a Tesla. So yeah, it's it's amazingly but, safe. But what happens when you hit something? Right, it's got like this fucking battery, the lithium ion. It just fucking... ex- it just explodes. The car just blows up. Fuck. It's a feature. Yeah, it's kind of it's like hardcore. It's like. You know, I don't want to just like hit something and have nothing. You want it to just explode. It just fucking blows up. That's <laughs> just crazy. blows up, yeah. Fuck, that's launches just... you like four hundred feet. Shut up. No, that it's actually very rare that that the batteries catch on fire. But if it's in like a super crazy wreck, you know, yeah, the batteries just blow the, the, up. And it's the, when they were talking about that was another thing that was kind of like stretched in the news that the bad like they couldn't get the battery out like, um. It was just like almost like an ember, like a consistent ember as the battery fluid was being burned. It wasn't like this blaze they couldn't put out. They put that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they know that's a thing with uh, with electric cars and the batteries. So they just have to be able to give the fire department some sort of something they can do to put it out. But yeah, they're, they're remarkably safe. There's no gasoline. That's, that's, that's what's going to blow up. Shit. Yeah, that's true. That can that can easily blow up the little. Yeah, we've seen that up. thousands of times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I gotta. I yeah. gotta figure out one, by the by the end of the year. I think I'll figure it out which one I'm gonna do. Either I keep Can't my wait. car, or either I'll fucking move to one of those. But I think that just seems like the best plan, especially when you're walking around and pedestrians. And like, if you're fucking going somewhere and you're just like drinking or something like that, you have one drink. Not not telling people to do this, but people will do it. And, you know, you have one drink. You know, if you fucking even you could be not drunk or anything else like that but if you have one drink and somebody hits somebody dude you're going to fucking prison yeah it's bad news should we we have things yeah. that can prevent that man with teslas you can get in the car and go but don't you like if you're drinking if you had one drink you still have to like isn't there like a rule or something like that with teslas like you can't even let the car self-drive you because i think some people have used it to do i mean something. i think yeah, I think it's pretty similar rules in terms of like your blood alcohol percent. Because Tesla, you still have to drive on on side streets and all that, so you're still technically driving. Um, but soon you'll have a bar that picks you up. Hop in the bar. The bar drive. It's a pod pod bar. You sit in a stool. There's like a bartender in there. You know your friends are all there too. It brings you to where you want to go. You had a drink or two while you're on the road. Brings you to your destination. All autonomous. Wait, what it's the, the fuck are you talking about? Explain this again. What? Painting, painting an idea. Of, oh, for the potential okay, future. okay, okay, okay. I mean, I yeah. thought your, your car, always... your car. I, I like the, I like the, the ownership of having your own shit, and just laying into it and taking me back. I, I just like having my own shit. Yeah. I don't really want to share my shit. That. You know, somebody else laying on there, especially with COVID and these other <clears throat> things that we have. I don't want to fucking lay down and somebody else's shit and bar their car. No. I just want to lay in my own shit. Yeah. I don't want to worry about if somebody else had lice and it gets in my fucking hair and I'm scratching and shit. I'm itching. I I hear that. You know, I hear that. My balls took a deep shift and now I'm just like scratching <laughs> and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I got lice. Somebody was in my fucking car. I rented it out. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like five years from now that people won't even be buying cars. They'll just be renting cars. They'll be if they want to go somewhere, they press the little button on the app that takes them where they want to go. Like, why would you spend sixty thousand dollars in a car if you can just spend 
however much you need to spend to have cars. Pay. It's like Uber, but like the next, the next step when everything's self-driving, it's, there's not really a point to buy a car if everything is self-driving. It's all pods. I mean, I think maybe if you have to wait for it, there's that fucking, that, that, that just having that ability to, to go. Yeah. Just to have your I own, just, your I own pod. go. I, I think that's what like a rich person thing. It. Huh? Rich people have their pods. That's just like their dedicated pod. They don't want to have like other people's lice. Yeah. You want to fucking roll in some else's but. shit, you know, like we, we already use public transportation. Look how dirty that shit is now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. People will want their own luxury. Yeah. I I think that's my pushback from the whole in the future. Everybody's just going to do it. I mean, if we're on a fucking spaceship in Mars. Yeah, I see it. Right. In Mars, I think that will be something that everybody will do from and it'll be accustomed to everybody as normalcy. But I think like on Earth, it'll be a, a long day in hell for everybody just gives up that ownership because people are just so I want to have my own shit. Yeah, we'll see. Like it people like like land, like people want to own land. Like we don't even really own land. We're still renting it technically. And even if we buy it, like, you know, we're still paying taxes on that shit. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's true. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna be similar in terms of, uh, well, if people are, if people really want a car, I imagine they'll just buy one. But when all of a sudden there's another option and these pods can pick you up for like super cheap, and they're all electric and like solar powered. Like, yeah, it may be more, it may be better to have your own car, but if you know this other option is much more inexpensive. I mean, I agree. I, I think people will still use it. I mean, don't get me wrong, because there's, there's always a use case for it. But I think because you don't have to worry about someone else driving you like an Uber. But like even just like getting an Uber sometimes, and there's other people in there. Sometimes you don't want to fucking be in there with some other rando. Sometimes you just want to be in there by yourself. You know. Yeah. Maybe you pissed yeah, maybe you I pissed in your pants at work and you want to fucking run home real fast. You don't want everybody to see that, you know? I know. Right. You know? So it's like yeah. there's there's times you need to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the use case. There you go. There's times you <laughs> You know, whatever what happened to the drive in theater where you you know, you picked up the, you know, your girl or whatever it may be, and, and you guys want to smash after a movie. You can't smash because they're in a fucking pod with five other people. It's like, unless you're in that, you know, yeah. you, unless you're in that group shit and, you know, now somebody has it on Instagram <laughs> and everybody sees it. But, you know, it's like having your own, you know, you have this ownership and you're just like, I own this shit. So I don't worry who's been on here and who's I can do and leave whenever I want. It's just, I don't know, that sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah I, I can. I totally get it. I totally get it. I'd rather be in my own car than on a subway car. Yeah, because I could be doing just Ubering and shit right now. But there's something about just like, hey, my shit is right there. I don't have to wait. Look at a fucking app. You take care of it. Yeah. Right. I'm like, man, fuck. I get, I get anxious and anxiety. I started looking at the app. That's why even it took me the longest to start, you know, conforming to like Uber Eats and shit. Because I'm like, bro, by the time I fucking got here, I could have gotten in my car and got it and picked it up. And my my fries are gonna be all soggy and or cold and it's just like bro, I could have picked no it up and eat on the way. Soggy fries? Hell no. <laughs> or or order your boba and it's like the fucking bobas are fucking hard or you know by the time they got into you, you're like taking a deep ship eating on balls <laughs> that are fucking hard. It's gross, bro. No, no need. I'd rather get my boba from a nice, fresh place. But no, sometimes they deliver it fast. So no, no, no hate on Uber Eats. But I'm just saying, sometimes having that on demand is just like, it, it's easier for me. 
Boom. With that being said, thank you guys. Thank you, Mike. Let's make yeah. sure we got this shit recorded. Thank you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kids in the Room podcast. The Kids in the Room podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Blue Faces. Check it out. Let's, Let's go. go.